You can hear me for miles and 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 miles. Do you remember the fun and excitement that filled downtown St. Louis every spring when the three-on-three basketball tournament Hoop It Up came to town? Maybe you remember the fun you and your friends had playing pickup games at your local YMCA. Or how about those awesome summer nights balling out in the backyard with the neighborhood kids? Or what about the driveway games for bragging rights of the subdivision? If any of this was your childhood and you have St. Louis's next great standout, or maybe your son or daughter is just starting out and needs help learning the fundamentals of basketball, well, Endzone Sports is the league for you. Endzone Sports, the three-on-three basketball league, offers a fun and exciting eight-week season for boys and girls 4-14 to of all skill levels. Games will be played every Saturday starting January 8th. Sign up individually or as a team and receive a discount. Games will be played at 5508 Telegraph Road, right across the street from Snooks. Sign up now at endzonesports.com slash gateway. You can also reach out to them by texting Mike Thompson, 314-320-7591. Endzone Sports, where every child plays. If you need help paying for youth sports registration fees, you are in luck because Endzone Sports is a proud partner of everykidsports.org. So go to everykidsports.org and get help signing your child up today. Endzone Sports, where every child plays. There's been times where I remember a time I was in the Peabody Projects by myself and I was like, no shit, I was handing out candy to the kids and a shooting, a quadruple shooting came out behind me. So I do a quick U-turn and I see, I, I see three of the victims right away. So I do a quick triage. You know, this guy, he's conscious and breathing. This guy's conscious and breathing. This guy's in the middle of the street doing the stanky leg. He's in bad shape. So I run over to him. He'd been shot through the eye. He's gone. He had a heartbeat. No, no shit. Still had a pulse. So, I, so I'm kneeling down in the street with this kid's head blood all over me. And I'm holding his hand because I don't know the kid from Adam. I don't know if he's a bad guy or not, but I didn't want his last memory on earth to be you know so i'm holding this kid's hand and things like it's just respect as a human being as a principled person i didn't want that young man to die in the street alone in the street alone in the street alone in the street man break all those barriers down when you drive through the hood and they hear you playing that hey, song hey everybody look at me i'm <laughs> hip i'm the white fucking nerd cop listening to nwa look at me uh, my bad i was you know i'm like hey, i'm in there for 15 minutes i'm doing push-ups i'm like hey, where's my baloney bro <laughs> you know oh, man so every homicide or every murder is a homicide, but every homicide's a murder. That makes sense. People don't oh, understand like, like what a, homicide like, is. Uh, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Yeah, it's, say, like hey, it's, a, it's a pretty you good You got to talk in my language. Yeah. Right? 7,000 people died since the post-9-11 insurgents or whatever. Over 90,000 have committed suicide. It's 22 a day. And for You're so, talking about veterans, yeah, veterans, what? Vet, 90,000 veterans, 90, since, since veterans suicide is 22 a day, and first responders is 18. <laughs> My favorite was I used to see there a couple years ago, somebody made some shirts that says, I'm from the most violent city in America. I'm like, 
O'Fallon's not the most violent. <laughs> yeah. Neither yeah, is St. Peter's, and neither is St. Charles. Until they know the real me. Now, see, I, I grew up on the hardcore shit. Ghetto boys are always going to be near yeah. to my heart. These, these kids were pumped. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, their shit was whack as fuck. To fight that change. Money, man, that shit so lame. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. What is up? Welcome to the right lane. Hey, Danny. Hey, yo. What is going on? How you doing today, man? Man, I'm way better now that I'm off work here, comfortable in the confines of Nine Mile Studios. Oh, I laid around all day. I'm on vacation. Oh, yeah. You're still on freaking vacation. I just got on it. Is it like it's, four months long? It's so nice. <laughs> it's, so, it's so nice. My wife's not very happy because I literally Now's the time to tell everybody, today. like anybody who's still working in the cold, make sure you let them know well, how go, nice it is. I go sit in the garage in the cold so I can smoke my stogie and type on type some shit up or do some diddling on my phone and stuff yeah so i mean i, I get to experience the cold but it's right. by it's by choice so it's not near as cold <laughs> uh silent steve in studio with us stuttering steve shutter steve standby steve scuba steve scuba scuba steve. scuba steve. steve uh have a have a very special guest today marine soldier iraqi vet uh city police officer member of the SWAT team and uh, co-founder of Victory Team Foundation, uh, Team Victory Foundation, uh, Chad Cross. Thank you for being here. Good evening, gents. What did I, what did I butcher there at the beginning? I, I, nothing. It what? Weren't, it weren't, besides Iraqi vet, I'm an American vet of the Iraq war. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, just, I, I just read what's on the pet teleprompter. I took, yeah. that, I took that off of your page. You know I came here to split hairs. All right. Good, good. Well, make sure, make sure you get us all in line, man. Uh, but like I said, uh, co-founder of, that's called Team Victory, right? Uh that's a good question. I forget if it's Victory Team or Team Victory. One of the one of them was take. It was already uh, was uh, used, so we had to um, go with the other. Okay, I, but I believe I, either way, you're going to know but, who you're associated with here. But I had Chad Cross, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Is there a, is there a Chris in your family? No. Okay. There's no Chris Cross in your family. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, hey. I don't know if you saw. I wanted to ask you this. You're the perfect person to ask because last week we brought up how uh, the most dangerous cities list. Yes. And St. Louis, also Chicago, is another shocker. Did not make it. Uh, do you have thoughts on that? What, what's up with that? Um, you, you know, the way they compile these numbers and these stats can be very misleading. Um, I, I think a lot of people wear it as a badge of honor that we're consistently the most, you know, the, the murder rate is always per 100,000 residents and this and that. So if we had the same population as, say, Chicago, we'd be miles ahead of them. It, that's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing, but... Um, a lot of work. The, the way, like, I don't know if we wear it as a badge of honor. It's more like, uh, it's like making... Uh, Jokes about your your pet dying or your your like it, it's just a way to deal with the yeah the yeah, the, the stupidity that our city is yeah uh, like I'm not happy about it but I tell people I'm happy about it I want to be first or if you're not first you're last Rowdy uh, so I don't know where it is a badge of honor but it I mean what else can no we it do makes you it? it makes you seem tough you okay. know what I mean that works for like, me like like because and you, I'm sure because you, you've traveled all over the country yeah. I guarantee you've gone oh. places and you say you're from St Louis and that you get like a whoa always every yeah, time. every time. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you work with what you got. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was I used to see there a couple years ago, somebody made some shirts that says, I'm from the most violent city in America. I'm like, O'Fallon's not the most violent city <laughs> in America. Yeah. Neither yeah. is St. Peter's and neither is St. Charles. Right. So you're not far, but 
Um, yeah, so the FBI typically, you know, uh, compiles these statistics and this and that. And, uh, for example, you know, uh, St. Louis is famous for its car clottings. That's where cars are broken into and, um, you know, rummage through stuff gets stolen. So let's say a dozen cars are parked, you know, uh, next to each other on the same lot. Well, you'll have 12 victims of one crime. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. how we that, made it we, off the uh, list. We were, we were yeah. wondering. Yeah. We knew and there was something. It's the same thing. If somebody came in here and robbed the four of us, we're four victims of one crime. And I, it kind of makes sense, but it's like, you know, these are victims. You know, so I don't like to trivialize, you know, it, it kind of seems like it's you're just, trivializing. It's, it, well, it, it, it seems like it because uh, last year we were number two and now we're not even on the list. So it's it's just to me, it was it, just so weird. Last year we set a, a record for it was a decades high record. I mean, I, I the night before the riots. So two years ago, I think when we hit that record the night before the riots, I remember it was insane. Every time the radio would key up is because another shooting had come out and some of them had multiple victims. Uh, the last one I remember was a female shot in the head down on uh, second and MLK. And we're just like, couldn't stay on top of it, man. You know, and then the next night is when the riots kicked off. The night before is when the guy got basically ripped in half by the FedEx truck trying to, you know, break into the back of it. And he got caught up in the wheels and basically torn in half. Big protest on the six highways. million ways to die. <laughs> yeah, you picked the most painful. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that that was pretty horrifying. But uh, yeah, so and they're also becoming a little more, you know, no pun intended, but liberal with how they're classifying, you know, homicides like mm -hmm. justified, not justified. Oh, really? So every homicide. Or every murder is a homicide, but every homicide's a murder. That makes sense. People don't oh, understand like, what like a homicide like, is. Uh, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Yeah, is it say, like hey, it's, a, it's a pretty you good You got to talk in my language. <laughs> yeah. <here. laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, homicide is basically kind of like an unnatural way to die. You know what I mean? Okay. So, uh, like, if you know, if you try to rob me and I shoot myself in self-defense, that's a homicide. It's not a murder. Whereas if I rob you and shoot you and kill you, you know, with the that's that's a murder. Um, wow, <laughs> yeah, wow. it's so, crazy how the, all the technicalities of it though. Uh, it's a murder though. Like, or I actually I go back to the the twelve break-ins and one you break into twelve cars. It's only one crime. One though. crime, twelve victims. So when we, if you if you're the one that takes the report, it'll just be one crime. You know, um, I, I guess I, I I haven't done one in so long, but I think it's you know property damage stuff from a vehicle but you'll have 12 victims how is it not that doesn't make any sense to me though because i mean if i get if he came maybe if he came in here and robbed the four of us it, that, i could see that but 12 different cars is 12 different people it's it's not one crime though uh, that's that's how they I, I feel like if you kind of just scratch the surface and just think of it logically it's a way to not necessarily fudge the numbers but oh, not yeah. give an accurate I think you're, account you're, of exactly what's going on. It didn't on. work out for Memphis very well. For no, my no. fact, yes. Uh, <laughs> say I got caught robbing all 12 of those cars. I would get 12 charges, right? You, you'd If you got, if they could link you to all, you'll get like 12 counts. It's kind of okay. like if you get caught with, you know, a couple different types of schedule one drugs, you know, it's, you know, one count of VMC, VMCSL for this, one count for this. Maybe you had distribution amounts. There's a lot of different you know, aspects to uh, charging people, you know, right. with certain crimes. So obviously. Um, so uh, and, and we ask you this because uh, uh, you you're uh, you're a St. Louis police officer, uh, member of the SWAT team. Yes. OK. Um, 
uh, when did uh, when did you make the transition from uh, police officer to SWAT? I've been on SWAT uh, coming up on three and a half years now. I think um, is that like the special forces of the police department? Well, SWAT's an acronym, Special Weapons and Tactics. So we we are trained. We have different weaponry. Uh, we address different situations than. You know, you're, you're, I don't want to say regular because, you know, regular saying a regular placement in St. Louis is doing them a really great disservice. Uh, you almost have to be like some kind of tier two special forces guy to you know, work these streets and stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but we, they're not, they're not all. Like no, that. they just, they, right. they're just not trained up like we are. It's that simple. They're great, hardworking people. They just, they don't have the capabilities we do. Um, you know, we, we carry different weaponry. Uh, you know, we have, um, up armored vehicle, you know, things like that. So, uh, we do uh, hostage type of uh, situations. Uh, you know, we do barricaded subjects like uh, was a little over a year ago when uh, Officer Bohannon was killed. The suspect ran into a house in Tower Grove South and at gunpoint forced the owners of the house out. So that's when they call in SWAT, you know, because yeah. we, we are the ones that handle those situations. Yeah, I get, I, there's so many of those stories. I, I get them mixed up. What's that, Danny? Oh, just before, I just wanted to rewind a little bit before we get too far down that rabbit hole and stuff. Uh, what do know about you? Like, you're very interesting. You've, you've done a lot of things. Yeah, thanks. A lot of really good things, too, for uh, for people in the country. Where'd you grow up at? Uh, I I was born and raised in St. Charles. Uh, St. I lived, Chuck. Yeah, I lived in a trailer with a, my my single mom before it was was like redneck chic or Hoosier <laughs> chic, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in St. Charles, man. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I, I grew up with with two brothers. Uh, my dad that adopted me had two sons from a prior marriage, and then him and my mom had a son together. He he passed away from cancer when I was seven. He was two. And then, uh, yeah, so it's the three of us were raised together. I have a, I have a younger stepbrother who's about 10 years younger than us. And I, he was, I guess, eight when I left for the military. So I, I missed out on a lot of his growing up and stuff. But we're, we're fairly close now. You know, he's. Uh, you guys all, your family's tight-knit and stuff, though? Was, was it like I, growing up out there with them? Uh, I, I, tight-knit is not what I would, uh, the way I'd describe it. I, I'm kind of the, definitely the oddball and the black sheep. I've always always been on my own sheet of music you know i i've lived a very different i don't want to say alternative lifestyle but uh a different life man you know i i was gone in the military i always had that wanderlust man i don't like to sit still too long i've done different careers you know i went to college for a while i've i've done wrestling i've done baseball jiu-jitsu mma you know did you do any sports growing up yeah played baseball and wrestled uh played yeah. football one year very poorly uh <laughs> <laughs> i was terrible at it but uh gave it a shot i seen that cauliflower here i didn't know yeah. if that, that was a wrestling thing or you got it later in life I, you know funny enough i i didn't get it wrestling uh it actually started when i first started doing mma and this is going back 15 16 years ago now when it was just you didn't go, you, you know there would be some technique but most of it was just beating the dog shit out of each other yeah. you know just <laughs> tough ass old school hard nosed you know so you've had some MMA fights I've done I've done wrestling I've done jiu-jitsu I've done kickboxing I haven't done MMA yet I'd like to I'll be 45 this summer but I still feel good no. so I've, I've done I've done some like you know low level exhibition boxing type stuff right. Gun, yeah. guns and hoses man yeah, nope. you know, I was offered a fight this year, and I was about 15 pounds heavier than I needed to be about two weeks out. And what, and what weight was that? 170. Okay. I, wa I walk around about 180. We fluctuate 180, 185. Um, yeah. 
I, I'd love to do one, man. I oh feel my good, god, man. wouldn't that be cool, man? Yeah, that would be yeah. So but hey, before I hang it all up, I, I you know I'd like to do one. It was literally two weeks out. I hadn't had a training camp. I stay and I stay. I don't stay in fight shape year round, but I always stay really, really close. You know, wow. I can go, I can go hard 30, 40 minutes and yeah. Yeah. I've always, always just been, you know, at the end of the day, nobody's going to say, man, cross was super technical, blah, blah, blah. but they're going to say, I never want to compete with that guy. <laughs> right. He is. I get tired going to the, yeah, yeah. That to dude, the refrigerator. I, he was, he was ready. <laughs> I, I, I beat him, but I never want to go that, you know, that, I'd be more proud of that. You know, I, I right. put in thousands of hours of brutally hard work and, you know, I, I've won some gold medals. I've done well. I've also I've I've performed poorly before. You know, but it's it's a learning experience. It all all comes with the process. Yeah, take it on the chin, man, and just, so just at, move forward. You graduate, uh, join the military. Yeah, I I was uh, 18 for about a month when I left for Marine Corps boot camp, and what a culture shock. Did you did you how how long did you did it take to come to the conclusion that you were going to the military? Like, was this 12 years old, 15 years old? Honestly, as far as far back as I can remember, not even sure. Maybe watching too much, you know, the A Team or Punch and John. I don't even know. I do remember. This is no shit. I remember sitting in the back of this shed with our next door neighbor kid, Kevin Bowen. We were maybe eight years old at the time, and I we were talking about going to war, this and that. <laughs> you know, the dummy that I am. Here I am. You know. Uh, about 20, you know, 20 years later, here I am in Iraq. I'm like, man, I wonder if Kevin remembers that <laughs> stupid conversation. we <laughs> Did he go into the military? I He, he moved away when we were kids. Oh, I, right I, I haven't seen him since we were, since young kids. But yeah, I, I can remember almost as far back as I can remember just, you know, playing army, dressing up like no, army guys. We definitely from the era, because I'm 41. So we de- yeah, come from the same, yeah, yeah, we come from the same era. We, yeah. uh, we had the, the movies. Yeah. Did a lot of, they served the, the, the movies definitely did uh, oh, the United all, States military all that, justice. All yeah. that Cold War propaganda. Yes. Red Dawn and <laughs> Flop def- Gun and all that bullshit. No, I had all these kinds of army shirts and stuff like <laughs> that too. Oh, I always yeah. loved the military and playing, playing, yeah. playing war was just a part of every boy from the 80s life. Uh, yeah, man. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a, uh, it's a bygone thing now, man. You know, you can't do it anymore. It's uh, So that's that was the Marines, right? Yes. Uh, how accurate was uh, Full Metal Jacket's portrayal of uh, boot camp? Lee Army, Gunny Hartman, you know, one of the most legendary Marines of all time, ad-libbed all of his lines. And that's he was badass. he was a drill instructor. That old man. Yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah. they originally brought him on to be a technical advisor. I, I, yeah. Right. Yeah, and he ended up getting the part and... Uh, our drill was so we had uh, six drill instructors, and at any given time, you usually have between three to four there full time, and ruthless, absolutely ruthless. They didn't beat the shit out of you, but I, I left with some scars, like literally left with a couple of scars, and uh, just incredible human beings. I mean, impeccable, just incredible. You know, it's hard to really hard to put into words just how amazing a drill instructor is. Absolutely on point. Um, is there is there a more accurate uh, military um, depiction uh, movie? Um, as far as boot camp, or yeah. The ones that I can think of for Marine boot camp, uh, Jarhead uh, had yeah. some had had a brief uh, scene, and the drill instructor had a mustache. Which uh, what about? It really pissed me off. For <laughs> some reason. I, I mean, does it annoy you when you see like m- movies like that? You're like, hey, shit like that. I'm like, who who's the technical <laughs> advisor of this movie? Tom Selleck. Why does this guy have a corny ass mustache? Right. And I, you never, you know, you I, I don't I, I don't remember ever seeing a single mustache in the Marine Corps. Um, 
Uh, every, you know, hey, Full Metal Jacket's still pretty much the standard, yeah. Barry. You know, all we're right. all very proud to be associated with that. Love that fucking movie. movie. So, oh, yeah. I, I also read that you were an Army L- LEO. What, what is is that? At military police. Oh, yeah. Right military on. police. Yeah. 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 yeah I, did, I did MP in the Army. I deployed with an MP unit. Uh, in hindsight, I, I wish I would have stayed on the infantry side of the house. You know, I, I did. Uh, I was a trained machine gunner in the Marine Corps and, uh, at the end of my enlistment, I was actually a marksmanship instructor at Edson Range. That's where the recruits go through boot camp and learn how to shoot and qualify. So was that where Lee Harvey Oswald went and shot a 45 out of 50 or whatever it was, 48 out of 50? I, I think Oswald was a Paris Island guy. I taught right out on. at MCRD. You know, the Hollywood Marines is where I taught. But uh, same, yep, it's been the same range for, for decades. Oh, shit. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You served uh, Qatar, Kuwait, Iraq, Japan, Italy. New Orleans? He's yeah, an Iraqi we, soldier. Where are you talking about? I'm an Iraqi I, I fuck up twice. Yeah, except that was that me. That's my first time. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was all me. I take out. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, you would have known. New Orleans. Was that? Uh, yes. Post Katrina. Right we on. Went, I, it was literally a few days, maybe a week after Katrina had torn through there. And they were having all the problems, the looting and all this and that. And uh, we went down there and we were in Kenner, which is just a little bit north of New Orleans yeah. on. Yeah, we, we've done we've been down there for work and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I, I was down in uh, Metairie here just a, a few weeks ago, actually uh, visiting. But, yeah, we were in Kenner. And um, what was that? What was that like being down there? I, I'd never seen destruction like that, even even in the, in the war and in the war zones. It was nothing. It was way more precision, you know, in a war zone. Right. I mean, it was indescribable, man. You know, trees uprooted by the entire root system, boats on houses, just pure, pure destruction. And uh, the people were, you know, we were we cleared out some neighborhoods and, um, you know, we didn't want people losing their entire life. What do you, what do you, like, what do you mean? By- what's your mission down there? Uh, we were based, so we a lot of it was just a fixed post, like on banks, on a hospital. Okay. No, there was no so security. Yeah, basically, okay. yeah, static right. security a lot, and then we moved through some neighborhoods and stuff, and uh, yeah, it, it was heartbreaking, man. So you when know, you say was. you cleared out some areas and stuff, what do you mean by that? So we went through a couple neighborhoods, and they were using candlelight because the electricity was out, or maybe some generators. And if we saw houses with lights in them, we you know we'd make entry and clear it out, and make sure whoever was in there supposed to be in there because they were supposed to have evacuated you know and a lot of people just had nowhere to go and so they stayed there but uh yeah it was really about all there was to it a lot of a lot of those judgment calls where it's like man i really don't want to make you go i know no, you got nowhere any, to go or you're just like i yeah i don't recall get out yeah we we um i don't recall having anybody leave and i don't i don't even think we shit when was that been quite a while i don't remember even seeing any looters or anything oh, okay honestly we, but again we weren't we weren't in new orleans proper we were north right and so i remember a couple strip malls that we were at banks you know obviously they had no kind of electricity so they had no kind of security and the hospital was wide open um some houses is the stench never forget the stench there's the stench of just rotten rotting flesh and you know all that Lord. yeah yeah, that was unreal. What was your experience in the Middle East like? Um, you know, it was it was a heat like you can't imagine. Uh, I, we left when we left Fort Leonard Wood. It was snowing, and when we got off the plane in Kuwait about twenty four hours later, it was almost ninety degrees at night. 
And uh, my, my first thought was, I'm going to die here. You know, it's just the heat is going to kill you. And, and, you know, the human body is an incredible and organism. You, got all, you acclimate very quickly. But you got all that equipment on and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, we, so. we got off the plane with, you know, our flak vests, you know, our uh, our rifles, our saws, everything. You know, everything in our in our armory besides the Mark 19, which is a, you know, big old automatic grenade launcher. You don't really carry it around. Um, uh, incredibly dirty. Uh, a lot of downtime, a lot of mind-numbing boredom. We were there during the invasion pretty much, so there wasn't very many amenities or anything yet. What, but, uh, what year are we talking? 2003. Okay. Yeah, so what, what, what are you guys, what are you doing during the downtime? Yeah, you get creative, man. I, I read a lot of books. I love to read, you know. I, I read a lot of books. Um, we would play games. We'd go look for bugs, you know, scorpions, <laughs> you know. My, uh, my, my buddy was over there. Uh, I don't know if it was there. Like, to me, to me, all those places are the same place because I'm, I'm just a dumb hillbilly from the Midwest. But uh, uh, so I don't know which, which uh, Middle Eastern country it was. But they, they spend all day playing volleyball. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you did, awesome. like, I, like I said, you get creative. <laughs> we built, you know, we had makeshift gyms. Uh, we moved, uh, we moved camps quite a few times, and um, depending on where we were at, some gyms had were air conditioned. The Air Force had some incredible, you know, uh, you know, spots over there. Uh, remember, we used to walk. So we were walking from our compound at the bottom of this hill, and at first we found a, you know, kind of a. a a little pathway between these massive concrete barriers and they were watching us on infrared and basically said, Hey, if you guys keep crawling through there, we're going to kill you. We're like, okay. So we had to walk all the way around all the way up the hill to the air force chow hall where every Sunday was like legit steak and lobster. And as much as you wanted to eat. My brother-in-law was, uh, he served Marine intelligence during Des our desert storm. I the uh, invasion or whatever. Uh, he, he calls it the chair force. Yeah. You know, Hey, they, they they serve a they have a you know they serve a role too man I no mean, I, I I don't yeah. mean that disrespectfully at all because I, I I tell him that I'm, might get a lot of laughs in some circles <laughs> okay. well, I tell him I'm not allowed to make those jokes <laughs> but he t he calls them the chair force because everything they have is the steak and lobster type lifestyle oh really it just, is. just I mean, everything they had, huh they our, got all our, the good stuff our chow hall was like cat food grade tuna salad <laughs> that had so many flies on it we just started calling them raisins um people were getting sick left and right it was mres or you could you know every once in a while how, how, how big were the scorpions that you're catching out there could it, you eat those if you wanted to it was one of those things like when you go looking for it you can't find it i found <laughs> one little fella and he was you know no bigger than like a, a juvenile crawdad i guess uh you know maybe two and a half inches and uh you know, I, pay, I played around with them a little bit and let them go. But, um, you know, the the old the legend of the camel spider, uh, which drives me nuts because I'm big into herpetology and animals and, you know, reptiles and snakes and all this and that. It's not a spider. It's I believe it's a, a crustacean. And uh, you saw all these pictures and you look at it, it looks like the size of a dinner plate. I, I saw one about the size of a half dollar and I couldn't even catch the little bastard. So <laughs> a lot of it was disappointing, man. I'm, you know, I saw a couple <laughs> the, of camels and. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, but, um, the overall experience, you know, I, I do it again in a heartbeat, you know, it's like, you know, now that you look back, you, oh, we could have done this. We could have done that. But, uh, I, it was gritty. It was miserable a lot, but that, you know, that's the life of a soldier, man. man that, I, I fucking love it. Those, uh, images of, uh, pulling out. What was that? Just three months ago or two months ago or oh, whatever. Yeah. Afghanistan. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, uh, it's disgraceful, you know? And, and the, the sad thing is there's rarely any accountability for shit like that 
you know, people, we, we have become so apathetic and just, I think, so used to people just getting away with egregious shit, you know, and it broke my heart, you know, I uh, to see that, that young kid's parents out there, and I think O'Fallon or Wentzville, yeah. you know, the young man, 21 years old, man, it didn't have to happen, that's the point, it didn't have to happen. You know, Marine Corps, we were a fucking sledgehammer and a scalpel. You know, everybody knows who Jocko is. You know, Jocko. Oh, yeah. Jocko, Tim yeah, he's Kennedy. He's got a great show. Yeah, Jocko's the man, Tim Kennedy. Oh, he does it with Tim Kennedy? Tim, Tim's been a guest a couple times. Oh, okay. And, and I was watching him the other day, and they were talking about, hey, what's the difference between, you know, the Green Berets and the Seals? And we all have, it's, it's like saying, what's the difference between a hammer and a pitchfork? Well, they're used for different things, dummy. <laughs> you know, and everybody wants to. Oh, these guys are the best. Like, dude, you've you've never even been a fucking weeblow or a boy. What do you know about any of this stuff? And um, they were talking, and then and then Tim's like, you know, and then there's the Marines, and they they were just like, the Marines are the shit. And I was just that, that felt good to hear that man because I I feel like, you know, I, he obviously never did it for the accolades and this and that. But it, it, you know, when two guys of that pedigree give you a pat on the back, it means a lot. So I was very proud to hear that, you know, and. Anytime I hear about, you know, I I remember seeing a friend of mine's name on a list killed in Fallujah. You know, a guy I was pretty tight with back when I was in the infantry. And, uh, you know, one of my closest friends, he's on the police department now. He did five tours between Iraq and Afghanistan. 20 years, you know, retired as a gunny. And now he's, you know, he's serving St. Louis City, you know. So some some very, very solid stand-up people out there, you know. How many tours did you do? Uh, just the one. Just to, uh, yeah. Well, just, thank, thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, my pleasure, man. I, I volunteered for it. We're I was blessed a, to have people like you, though. Uh, I don't think that that gets that's understood enough in today's uh, dynamic or today's society. That's how blessed we are to have people like you that are willing to do that. You know, I, I've never, I, I've never, I, I've, I've people throw the word hero. Or I, I'm uncomfortable with it. I just say hey, this is a job somebody had to do. I just stepped up and did it, like everybody else. Uh, but I, I never get tired of hearing, you know, a heartfelt thank you. Cause it, it makes it worth it, man. You know I mean? And it's, it's, it's like trying to just, you know, well, what was it like? I'm like, ah, you know, what's it like losing a child? I don't know. You can, somebody can try to describe it to you a million. You'll never know until it happens to you. God forbid. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, I, I, I do it again in a heart. I love this country. I love some of the people, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah, I'd do it again in a heartbeat, right. man. You know. It's... So after um, you, get, what, what year did you get out? Two thousand and seven or eight. What'd you do after? What'd you do in two thousand seven or eight when you so first I, got out? I, what did I? I so I, I was kind of a rudderless. I was just rudderless for a while, honestly, man. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had a bunch of money in the bank, so I laid around, ate you know, ate you know, steak all day, worked out twice a day, and I was like. Man, I, I really need to get my ass in gear. <laughs> That's not a bad gig, a bad gig though, man. Yeah, sitting well, around I mean, eating steak and working out twice a day. It was, you know, I I wasn't married. I don't I didn't have kids to take care of. I was just, you know, where were you living then? I moved back to St. Charles. Uh, so uh, St. Charles MMA is right down the street. I want to, well, my alma mater, <laughs> man. I I came up under Mike and you know the mm -hmm. old school over there in Randolph. Oh, man, That's awesome, know? man. Yeah, Did I, I tell you we had him on? I, I think I saw that actually. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw we, that. Well, well, we don't. We have it. We didn't even get that one out yet. It's uh, it's in the vault. But uh, but yeah, we did. Uh, we talk about him all the time. Yeah, we, dude. Was, yeah, Mike. Awesome. Big fan of Mike. Uh, my nephew trains out there. My brother trained out there as well yeah. too. So yeah, no. Yeah, I was. There's Mike. <laughs> that it is. Old old grizzly bear. Looking mean on that old grizzly bear. 
Uh, That's a good picture. Yeah, I, got I've there. known Mike for hell. Oh, I've been I trained out there before when I was still an iron worker, so fifteen years. Right. On. You know, and we all we all know each other. You know, um, you know, iron worker. That wasn't on my. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was a union, Shit, union I iron that. worker for a few years. Like I, you cool, know, I, I've done a lot. I've worn a lot of hats. Uh, I suck what, at what, all of what them. What am I missing, man? <laughs> what am I missing? What did I miss? Jiggalo, Chippendale. Uh, <laughs> Chippendale. Yeah, male prostitute. <clears throat> I got a, I got a go. spot right for you. Um, <laughs> Angel steps. <laughs> yeah, I um, man, that I've like I said, I've just I kind of just cut from a different cloth, man. You know. Um, so, and now so, if, if, if I had obligations like, you know, a family or something, I, I wouldn't have jumped around, you know, I just grind it out. Uh, yeah. you know, I got two. well, you earn some time off, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, like after, what was that? You said 2007, 2008. Yeah. And, uh, and you're hanging out, um, eating steak, going to the gym. Uh, but you're not feeling fulfilled. Rudder, like, I'm a like, rudderless what? ship. I'm, I'm a ne'er do well, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> And then, um, then what did you do? What, I I, what um, I tried to get into the the sprinkler fitters union. I worked for a sprinkler fitter shop for a while, uh, and this is one of those things I didn't think through. I've never been mechanically inclined. You know, I've never been good at working on cars or anything. Uh, just not my thing. Um, and so it was hard for me to focus. Couldn't stay focused. And I'm I'm kind of a scatterbrain anyway. And you throw in, you know, a dose of, you know, PTS and this and that. And uh, it was hard to stay focused. Uh, didn't get the job as a sprink. So my dad, uh, my dad, my grandpa, a uh, bunch of my uncles, uh, three of my brothers, all were iron workers. None of their names are Chris. No. It's a lot of dudes. No Chris's. <laughs> no Chris's. Um, I, I was mocked in boot camp and I was called crisscross and the drone instructors used to make me break dance and the other recruits would shine different colored. Well, do you have to put your pants on backwards and shit? You know? Like, no, no, did no. They, like, that, that's a true. You're, that's true. Yeah. They, so we had our angle head flashlights and you could put blue lenses on them, red. So they, they got a bunch of different I'm colored not, lenses and the recruits would shine them at my feet and I'd have to dance. It's <laughs> not fun. Those are assholes. Completely degrading. Yes. Um, in hindsight, you know, it was, it was all in good fun, but you know, uh, a little hazing, you know. Yeah. It only hurt one person. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm not going to say it never hurt anyone, that's not, but yeah. it, it hurt then. Right. Um, so yeah, I I, I got uh, I walked into the iron workers, you know. Sure. When I when I went to do the uh, the interview, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for you guys back. that can't see, we put up some pictures of crisscross yeah. back from back in the day. Now see, I, I grew up on the hardcore shit. Ghetto boys are always going to be near yeah. to my heart. These, these kids were punks. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, their shit was whack as fuck. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, so I, I go to the inter- interview to be an iron worker, and, and, and Joe's like, you know any good jokes? I you know, and then before I know it, I'm an iron worker, and I, I gray, you know, I, I stuck it out for about three and a half years, and I, I just, I realized I, I had no business being there. You know, I, I did the right thing by walking away. Uh, I couldn't stay focused, you know, I when just wasn't really taken to it, you know, and my family has a very solid reputation, and it didn't deserve to be tarnished because of me, so... My best friend at the time was on the police department. And he's like, hey, man, with your military background. This is back when the department had a waiting list, when it was still a very prestigious thing. I mean, people would wait years because, well, you work for, you know, it's one of the oldest departments in the country. You know, I mean, we have a very storied, you know, history, you know, something to be very proud of. And um, 
boom, I got right in. You know, an ironworker buddy of mine knew a police captain, Jerry Layshock and uh, Jimmy Hathman. They go way back to big guns and hoses guys, two old school dudes, man. You know, and um, boom, got right in. And here I am. How know, did 13 this? 13 years later. Because, I mean, you said you were an MP in the military. Yes. Oh, well, to me, that seems like the natural progression after you get out would uh, be. Well, I, I MP was just a job I kind of picked. You know, I, I had I never had any inclination or desire to be in law enforcement or police or anything. I, I wish I would have thought about it more because it's just, you know, it's just kind of the, the same thing as, you know, the military. And that's where I kind of thrived, you know, a regimented. I need it, you know, because right. it's hard for me to regiment myself just being the, the kind of personality I have. But uh, they take all the guesswork out of, hey, loser, be here at zero five hey loser gunny said be here at zero five you better be here at zero four hey jack off better be here at zero three okay right you know yeah so um i fell right into it and i thrived in it you know i did very well in the military uh in hindsight i wish i would have stayed um but hey you know look can it you would have been retired back. now. I would have been retired, and but you wouldn't have been. Retired. You would have been eating two you'd, steaks you'd have been a day from the military, but you'd have been doing something else most. Oh of yeah, you probably yeah. would have become a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, hey, my buddy Leahy, man, the gunny, he became a policeman. You know, he he walked away from a six figure job, uh, a great pension, and everything to do this stuff. You know, oh, that's, shit. that's the kind of people Marines are, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's not about the money; it's about you know, there's something more to it. But, uh, and I'm telling you what, the, the more these assholes push on with this defund the police, anti, it's going to bite you in the fucking ass. Oh, they don't you know. Keep, they don't you, know you what don't, they're asking for. You don't man. have the ability of foresight. And ironically and sadly, the people that are going to suffer the most are the ones that need us the most. You know? True. It's, it's the people in Walnut Park and in Wells and in Baden that, you know, every, I mean, hey, every time we're out there, people wave at us. People thank us. Hey, they went this way. You know, you never see that on the news. You, you don't. And it's, no. it, it, man, it makes me so mad. I mean. Hey, uh, I have a question for you, uh, police related. Mm-hmm. Um, don't beat me up. I, okay. I know. I can see All this. Right. <laughs> Give it to me. All right. Lay it on me. All right. I'm going to use quotes, air quotes. Smells like bacon. You know, where are the donuts? You know, right, stuff right. like that. Those are the old school, like, yeah. insults, you know, for cops. Sure. What are the kids saying these days? Besides, fuck the police. Uh, well, that's, that's old too, right? That's a classic. That's never going. NWA away. rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. Uh, well, you know the funny thing is, like, there was a that came about in a day and age where, you know, they had some legitimate gripes against the police back oh, then. You yeah, know? those are the riots. Yeah, back in yeah, the man. Are you, and all that. If you ever want to fix things, the first thing you got to do is look at yourself. What can I do to make things better? Instead of saying, you know, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. Well, let's turn that mirror on you. What do I need to do better? In the 13 years, and I, I think a lot of people are disappointed in this, but I'm very proud of it. 13 years, I've had zero complaints. I've never had a use of force complaint. Nobody's ever said, hey, this guy was mistreated me. He's done this or that. And I, I mean this with no disrespect. You're not the biggest guy in the world. No. But you uh, you cast a big shadow. So I would imagine that a lot of people, like, you're a very intense, serious individual. So you're, <laughs> people aren't getting out of line. You remember my Uncle Art. Uh, very intense individual that people aren't really getting out. Well, of they line. know they're not going to get get over on. <laughs> yes, well, you, not at you all. Know, you, there's yeah. there's no cracks in your. Well, there's been times where I remember a time I was in the Peabody Projects by myself, and I was like, no shit, oh. I was handing out candy to the kids, and a shooting, a quadruple shooting came out behind me. So I do a quick U-turn and I go do a quick. But trip. the FBI will only do one 
count, right? Yeah, that was one. All right, I'm not gonna break, I'm not gonna interrupt you. Uh, sorry. So yeah, I, I do. You know, I, I turn around and I see I, I see three of the victims right away. So I do a quick triage. You know, this guy he's conscious and breathing. This guy's conscious and breathing. This guy's in the middle of the street doing the stanky leg. He's in bad shape. So I run over to him. He'd been shot through the eye. He's gone. He had a heartbeat. No no shit. Still had a pulse. So, I, so I'm kneeling down in the street with this kid's head blood all over me, and I'm holding his hand. Because I don't know the kid from Adam. I don't know if he's a bad guy or not, but I didn't want his last memory on earth to be, you know. So I'm holding this kid's hand. And things like, it's just respect as a human being, as a principled person. I didn't want that young man to die in the street alone. You know what I mean? And I'm surrounded by all these people in the Peabody have no love for the police. That's That's a no shit, you know, projects right there. And I, I've been on, probably 30 shootings on that thing. Uh, and I think that people don't understand. It's just like we, we were mutual respect goes a long way, you know, and it's a tactic. It's, it's I don't have to like you, but I, I can treat you with decency and courtesy and respect. And that's why I've never had, you know, people are like, Oh man, you love the fight. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not out here to hurt people. But man, don't put me in that corner because I will rip you to fucking pieces. But don't do it. I don't want <laughs> right. to hurt you. And no shit, man. We we lock up some violent. I mean, some stone killers. And I've never had. I've never had a you know go hard on them. Um, Talk them out of it. That know? that story you just told was like visual, man. That was that was crazy. Oh man, it um, was. Like, so I was surrounded. Okay, and they're yelling and screaming at me, like I'm gonna lay hands on. He couldn't have been any more dead if he was cut in half. Okay, but I'm still not just going to stand there and watch him bleed out, you know, without. How long ago was that? Oh, this is years ago, probably eight years ago. Uh, Do you think that there's more uh, violence towards police nowadays than there was 15, 20 years ago? Um, Like like uh, like there's less of a barrier. People think that now it's okay. It's like your milkshake is on the windshield of the police car. They do not care. Well, I mean, I I see videos. Maybe it's just because social media shows you. I don't know about violence. Maybe it's always been there, but but I don't know. It just seems like maybe there's more aggression towards police. Yeah, the aggression. I I think. No, so, the aggression. Yeah, like sometimes it's a milkshake. Yeah, you know, like I, I said, I don't know if they're like actually getting violent. He would obviously know. I don't want to speak for you, but I, the what I see is people mouthy, and I, sure. it might be because it's more it's shared on social media, and everybody's want to record stuff now. But you see that all over. Where why do you pull me over? For? I ain't stopping giving you my ID. I, what do you? Can am I free to go? Like the attitude towards the police, I think is more of. I I've seen a marked increase in in disrespect and you know brazen um, attacks, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think the Mike Brown incident was a very obvious turning point in the country. As far oh, in as, the whole country, yeah, oh yes. yeah. I mean, there that was that, re- that sparked protest internationally, and uh, and I've been asked. You know, I used to teach concealed carry class. I've been asked the same question a million times. You know, what do you think about it? I said, what I with all the evidence that we've been presented with credible witness testimony corroborated by for things that are completely unbiased and objective that give you a very accurate picture, whether you like it or not. I said, I think he was a young man that made a bad decision that unfortunately cost him his life. I'm not glad that the kid lost his life. Let me ask you this though. In, a, in an area like that, because I grew up in South St. Louis yeah. and we were, we were harassed sure. by the police. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not necessarily unjustifiably so or whatever, but they went beyond 
what they what I believe they should have done to my body and stuff like that from being I'm, I was a punk ass kid and stuff but in areas that are even worse though do you think the relationship between the police and the residents uh was like it was a there was gasoline already there it was just waiting for a spark yeah it's the pol- police citizen dynamic um in areas and I, and I mean I, I didn't mean to cut you off but I just in areas that you're constantly interacting with each other and not in a positive way all the time, mm-hmm. that's what I, I don't know if I was clear on the that the first time. I just want, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, um, it, it, it's a relationship. You know, it, it really is. It's it's just it's a different kind of relationship. You know, it's like a husband wife relationship, friend relation. This is this is a relationship with a very different dynamic, um, and that's why I say I I just believe mutual respect goes a long way. But I also believe we're in the most emotionally heightened state of human affairs in history you know with the advent of social media um everybody just seems to to react emotionally way more so than they act react logically or sensibly anymore you know and Um, i think some of that's fed because of the the news and the media yes absolutely they they push a narrative yeah they do they're the way that they uh I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump or anything, but I, I watched what they did to him for four years and watch what they've done to Biden mm-hmm. for just the it's little small time he's been in office. Like, can you imagine if a, like they push a certain narrative and it's, it, I don't understand why. Like, what's what's to be I, I ask myself, what what's the end game in this, too? And I, I, I try my best just to think logically and think things through to their logical conclusions. And the only reason I can see them doing this, this this pur- purposely divisive rhetoric, when when you, because they throw a lot of stuff out there, like they like throwing scraps of meat to people that they know are not going to scratch the surface of it, like, you know, police disproportionately this, police disproportionately that. I'm like, okay, well hold on, let's let's look at it, let's examine it, let's you and me sit down and and work through this, and. Everything they've ever thrown out there and they try to paint a particular picture of once it's scrutinized and sometimes it doesn't take much scrutiny at all completely fucking falls apart. The issue, the problem though is the masses don't, they're not scratching the surface. They're not doing. That's that's my thing. It's like, is it the media? Listen, if I can get you to eat a shit sandwich, I'm going to feed you a shit sandwich. When you say, hey, stop feeding me bullshit. You know, this isn't happening in a vacuum. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily hold the media responsible. I, I feel like the people that willingly buy into this. It's like, yeah, why I, you, I why agree with that you, 100%. Yeah. Why do you want to be angry and you, mad all the time? Lane's, I don't. Lane says that all the time. Yeah. yeah no, I, I think that uh, uh, a lot of people want to blame the media. But uh, it's just like wanting to. But you, you can't always. But see, like, like there's responsibility in yourself to. To. Exactly to, to, to understand your environment and, For, and and so I don't know if I'm the one who has to tell you, but don't believe everything the media tells you. I'm sorry, everybody acts like they know it, but the next thing you know, they're buying I, it. I think that's the problem, though. Is uh, I trust you. I trust like people I know. Oh, I trust you to to think for yourselves and to think past what the. But the masses aren't going to do that. Because well, I, I don't know what the answer is for that. <laughs> I I'm don't just, have an. I, I, this, it's it's kind of rhetorical, I well, guess. The, I'm just, yeah. the answer for anything is some kind of accountability like we were talking about earlier with the afghanistan withdrawal there's been zero accountability i don't think a single general has been fired um 
you know, uh, Biden certainly is not going to eat any shit for that. And here it's already a bygone thought. And that's one of the biggest problems. Like yeah. those families haven't forgotten about their their dead loved ones, you know. Yeah. And, and it's Benghazi. Yeah. Hey, that's like, another one, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, there, it's like, there's I, I think the biggest issue across the board for just about everything now, you know, uh, relationship dynamics, police, citizen, you know, uh, interactions. You know, they always, you know, the, the call for police accountability is, is a very legitimate. We have a lot of power over people. And I always think very long and hard before I put handcuffs on somebody. Do I, you know, I, I, I had to spend a couple hours in jail a couple different times over some petty crap in St. Charles. I went, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm in there for 15 minutes. I'm doing push-ups. I'm like, well, where's my baloney, bro? You know, bro, oh, man, I'm fucking looking for the guy with the, you know, the the tattoo gun. And I, I was going fucking crazy in there. I was like, let me out. I'm going to hang myself. <laughs> so, put, you know, taking somebody's freedom, even if it's for a cut, that, that goes, you know, that's huge to me. Uh, never mind putting somebody in prison for maybe the rest well, of the well life. now what is it, it now you're SWAT, so yes. you're only there if if you should be putting somebody in prison, well, right? We we, like, we you're also not, you're we, not uh you don't have the um We do a lot of street work. Um we ride the high crime areas, uh and when's yeah, the last time you uh, had oh, to hold a radar gun? I, I don't even know how to use them. All right, so so you're not, See, you're awesome. I haven't I've <laughs> so never written a speech. You guys are like out in the public, like you're driving. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, right? Because yeah. I, I was curious is what does the SWAT do every day? Because I had Lane last week. I was like, uh, so there's you're not kicking in doors every day. So well, we we wear a we wear a couple different hats. So what was it two or three years ago? We did three hundred something search warrants. Okay, and we only do. This isn't like training day where you show up with a you know a hops and menu and be like, hey, we're coming in to, to you know to to go through your drawers. You know, it has to be surveilled. You have to work up, you know, CIs. This it has to be signed off by a judge. It takes a lot to get a search warrant. Um, we did 300-something search warrants. I mean, listen, we're taking in murderers, you know, big dope men, you know, violent criminals. Uh, past couple of years, we've, we've, we haven't even done 50. So our, our op tempo has grinded to a, almost a halt. Uh we ride the streets a lot because we still have a lot of violent crime. Uh, we put on training for uh, district officers, for recruits and stuff. So, yeah, we do a lot of lot of different things. That's that's a, that's a lot more depth to it than I thought. Yeah, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, um, hey, so uh, let's talk about your foundation. Yes. So, uh, so obviously, um, this no no I, I from what i understand we've talked a little bit about it but i still want to know so much more there's not there's not a better person to do something like this because you've been a military veteran you are a police officer and you clearly do very much care about uh, all of these things and people. all the people yes um so tell me about this foundation tell the listeners so who don't know okay so through pure happenstance um a mutual friend Jeff that owns Show Me Weights uh, put me in contact with my now partner, Mike Weston, that owns Fit Gym down in Fenton. Mike's a Marine Corps veteran, a uh, war veteran. He was a policeman for a few years. He he resigned and opened a gym. And he's like, hey, you know, I, I started this by myself only because it's like, you know, I need help. And I know a lot of other people need help. And so many guys and girls are falling through the cracks. And it, it hurts my heart because I know the kind of mental and emotional anguish you know physically i came out okay you know i my feet are flat i can't hear very well but other than that you know i mean i know a guy that's a quadruple amputee and guess what that motherfucker's in the gym well i read you know, i read that uh 
7,000 people died since the post 9-11 insurgents or whatever. Over 90,000 have committed suicide. It's 22 a day. And for You're so, talking about veterans, yeah, veterans, what? The vet, ninety thousand, ninety thousand since, since veteran suicide is twenty two a day, and first responders is eighteen a day. Whoa. And I, 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 when I was, I did a little research uh, before we talked or whatever because I wanted to make sure I had some information. And I, I kind of stopped there though because I was just blown. Ninety, I couldn't believe that number was that high, and it, it's 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 mentioned, but it's not talked about. Like that's astronomical. It is, and it's over a million of us have served over there, you know, and that's, you know, you, you don't go through something like that and not come away affected somehow, some way. You know, I got some great memories of it, got some horrible memories of it. Um, but we, we kind of identified an aspect that we felt like wasn't being addressed that has just such nothing but positive effects on people that will actually just commit to it. And that's just, you know, fitness and, and eating properly. Um, you know, you'll never, I just, I, it wasn't being done and that's a niche. And Mike has been a competitive bodybuilder. I've, I've always been fascinated by nutrition and working out and all this and that my whole life. So you have a combined, you know, 50, 60 years of knowledge. We're taking all the guesswork out of it for you. All you have to do is show up and put in the work. And, um, it's man, we we just want it to be huge. And and you're and what is it that that uh, that your uh, foundation is gonna is gonna have? Like what what is what is what what can what can they do to help themselves? So if if, if you want to be involved, you know it, it's free. Just you know, I I, I started making t shirts and working. I, I did a lot of stuff on my own, a lot of hard work, a lot of a lot of hours. Um, you know. Uh, building my own gym at my house in the garage and i've anybody that wants to use it can use it at any time come over you know and it's not just about working out it's about the camaraderie when you feel like you're a part of a community I mean, you, know, you can deteriorate on the couch or you can get up yeah i and, mean when you go test yourself and i mean hey if i was sit, if i was sitting at home by myself in this chair i wouldn't be having nearly as good a time as i would be with three guys i just met and i'm already having a fucking blast you know that camaraderie is huge and it's about rebuilding that camaraderie, that sense of belonging that you had in the You just don't have it outside of something like that. It's sad. When you go to the gym now, you know, it's just a bunch of thoughts and douchebags, you know, <laughs> thumbing through their fucking phones and stuff. And I'm, I'm, I got tired of almost getting into fistfights like, hey, geek, you know, I, I'd like to use this. You know, I mean, <clears throat> this guy's looking at dogs on fucking surfboards or something. I'm just trying to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or right. it's, hey, you know, fucking... You know, mm. fucking shit hook over here taking her thirtieth, you know, picture of your. I just, I it, it's <laughs> it, it's a toxic. I'm shit. thankful for that, but at the same time, I get it. Shit hook. <laughs> no, I like that. I like shit hook. Uh, you used the term earlier that I, I think I'm the only one that pretty much used stanky leg. Yeah, I, I use I use it all. The oh, time. dude, you're doing a stanky leg. You're in you're in bad yeah, shape. Yeah, shit hook though. I like. like yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Fact check, Steve there, really is yeah. is just the having dog a, serping a career day. Hey, you see the one dog with his right paw and left but back paw up in the middle. Wow, it might be that douchebag at the gym. <laughs> uh, so, so you're talking about having a gym, like a facility uh, where where veterans and first responders can go to. Oh yeah, ultimately we got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, Oh, the gym is probably going to come a little bit further. Mike already has one. My my concept, my idea is a little bit different, a little more Spartan. 
Um, you're going to come in there and work hard. You know, you're not going to play on your phone. Listen, we're going to have Van fucking Halen, David Lee Roth era only, <laughs> and Slayer blasting on the radio. Just show up, man. Get involved. And I think when people see like, hey, you know, I, I feel like I'm part of it. You're just happier. Right. You know, that camaraderie is huge, man. And it's just something that's lost in today's world where everybody's just, you know, kind of a, you know, a gadget addict and. Do you, do you have do you have any friends who 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 uh, who have um, who might um, benefit from something like this? Any anybody personally that you know that it's yeah, like, man, absolutely. you got to get to the gym. What is wrong with you or something like that? Like, yeah, Ab- get your life together. I, there's a ton of them. somebody who's um, like suffering PTSD, that kind of stuff. I, I think I think one of the biggest hurdles is a lot of people don't know that they are. I don't want to say suffering. I don't. I don't think they realize that they are experiencing these things. Um, you, you can't do police work in, 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 in almost any major city and not, it, it, it creeps up on you, you know, and you don't really recognize the symptoms. You don't have to be blown up, you know, to, to have PTS symptoms, you know. Um, that on top of, you know, the work stress, the constant anxiety, you know, the erratic sleep. It really, it's like this big, perfect storm of all these these things that really just drag you down mentally physically and emotionally and i don't think they're aware of it but i'm like bro you know you're 20 i'm twice as old as you i can outwork you any day of the week you can't you can barely strap your you know your 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 vest steven are you listening Yes. All right. Talking to you, Stephen. <laughs> yes, sir. To you. Yes, sir. To you. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Cross. Hey, tell me, he doesn't remind you of Uncle Art. I don't know who Uncle Art is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of them, man. And um, I, uh, I I was on my old boss's uh, radio show yesterday, and a lot of this kind of clicked for me when I read a book by um, I, I like to consider him a friend. You know, we've met a couple of times here and there. Um, I was in the, uh, in the Barnes and Noble in Del Mar, California, coming home from Christmas. I, I'm going to get a book to read on the flight. And, uh, really I just get a book and I put a hustler on the inside of it and I look at, <laughs> you know, read the, read the jokes. But, um, then I, I saw a book by a guy that I, I was like, Holy shit. I didn't know Tom had written a book. It's called all secure. Well, Tom was a command sergeant major for Delta force. Okay. Anybody that's in the know, Delta Force is a tier one unit. They go, I believe they go by CAG now, Combat Applications Group. You know, the you don't know, best of the best. You know, just uh, one of the characters in Black Hawk Down was based on, he was in there, Battle of Mogadishu and stuff. Absolute fucking stud, man. You know, the yeah. ultimate warrior. I mean, just wow, incredible. like the just, kinds of people they make movies about. Literally. Yeah. So Tom is the top, you know, enlisted man for, you know, this unit. And, uh, he, I, I've read hundreds of books, a lot of these military, this, and a lot of it's just embellished bullshit and, you know, the braggadocio and <clears throat> the dialogue's corny. I'm like, everybody's like, hey, did you like Generation Kill? I said, I fucking hated it. It was, disgrace, to me, it was a disgraceful portrayal of Marines and especially First Recon Battalion who are fucking savages and amazing. And my buddy Leahy was over there with them, you know. He's like, man, these, you know, it's just um, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Tom's was the first book I ever read where the guy really showed vulnerability. And he's like, you know, failed marriages, you know, alcoholism, painkillers, you know, the guy couldn't have been any lower. And there was a part in the book where he's, you know, he was sitting in his car and he was going to, they were at some kind of, uh, some kind of deal and he was supposed to be down there. And he sat and he's like, I'll catch up with you. And he sat in his car 
he said he, you know, he pulled a gun out from under the seat and I, that was going to be it for him. You know, he couldn't take it anymore. And he got a text from Jen, his now wife. And he's, you know, hey, where are you? We're waiting on you. And put the gun down. He went down there. And now they have, like, this storybook marriage and everything. And I was like, that is a tough motherfucker. You know, hey, besides all the amazing shit you've done in combat and war, just to expose yourself like that because, you know, if you reach one person and it can help them, that, that to me, takes way more it, courage than going into is, a gun battle. Do you think part of the frustration is that somebody somebody may have done uh, heroic stuff or just, just really, really amazing things, uh, but they never talk about that? So it's like the the public doesn't see get to see that and and all these amazing things that they did and like like how you know being a warrior like just just being like uh, um, somebody who's who's done something that they know most other people would never even dare to do right. and uh, and they don't ever get to I mean because you sometimes you're too humble to talk about it you know so but then they do see the alcoholism and all this like you're lonely you know it's like. Uh, you know, so that that might just add to the frustration. It's like uh, it, it does, man. I I've man, I, I've had. I bet you have all kinds of stuff to brag about. Um, no. I all right. Never mind. I, I tried. He, he's not gonna. <laughs> he, he doesn't. I, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I would imagine he doesn't look at it that way. Like I, by, based on what you said earlier. Yeah, I just I I, I just I want to look back on my life, you know, way down the road, and be like, man, you know what, I. I had a pretty interesting fucking life. You know, I competed in combat sports. I've been to war. I've done this. I've done that. You know, I don't want to, I, I hate the sting of regrets, man. You know, and I have some, you know, whether it's been with relationships or we, opportunities I didn't take. We all have those regrets. How can people get a hold of you, get a, uh, find out, help the cause? How can people, you have a website or a I have, number? I uh, have uh, my, you're welcome to put my, I, I tell people, hey, if you need help, reach out. I don't care when you just just call me, text me, reach out to me on Facebook. Um, I, I am social media illiterate. I, I have no I'm, I think I'm on a Facebook suspension right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, feel, you how, know, can, how can I get a hold of your cause, though? Uh, like, you're, is there are you guys opening up yet? If you are you wait, opening up, you have a grand opening day set up. So one of the first things uh, we're trying to address and get going, and I've done it myself already, and I realize I'm going to need help, is uh, is doing ready-made meals for people at the area stations, uh, because uh, you know the we are so swamped, man. I mean, you can't stay on top of the call volume, and these guys, these guys and girls come in, and a lot of times, say you woke up late, you don't have anything to eat, you don't have, your only options are uh, you know a quick trip, uh, truck stop, you know junk, and like I said earlier, we're taking all the guesswork out. Everything I make is has a very specific purpose in mind. Well, once you get that, uh, you're going to get a GoFundMe set up here. Uh, I be- soon, yeah, I believe right? so. Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, we we do fun. We you know it's hey, uh, a few weeks ago. I I posted on Facebook. I said, hey, I'm going to do some straight crackhead shit. I said anybody to be generous enough to donate to help get the the food bowl you know program rolling. I, I don't have a dollar. This by the end of the day, I had 500 bucks. <laughs> You know, right. and every cent of it went to, you know, getting the, the food and stuff ready. And uh, all the money goes right back you into should, the foundation. You should, you should get some get some shirts. There's a. I, uh, I've, yeah, we've done shirts. I've done. I've yeah. been doing. I started doing. I'll shirts, buy a team uh, victory shirt. Yeah. I've, I mean, we have uh, we have quite a few different ones. I got some at the house. Next time I come by, I'll, I'll bring everybody one. Uh, I did that just as fun. You know, I have a kind of a creative bent. 
And um, I was like, you know, I'm just going to make the shirts I've always wanted to wear that I can't get anywhere. So I you, did. Do you, do you want to tell us, uh, do you want to tell the listeners your phone number? Yeah, To go reach ahead. out to you? What, what what phone number is that? 555. <laughs> 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 Lane wrote it down. Okay, here's my here's the real number. Lane wrote it down. <laughs> Got him. Uh, no, here, go ahead. You can give out my my phone. Sure. Six three six. Yep. Seven three four. Six eight five two. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, Chad Cross. You know my my profile picture is the team victory. That's one of the hoodies actually. And then um, I've been told I look like Randy Orton. So <laughs> a little a, bit. A, yeah, yeah, I can right. see it. I'm like I'm older than Randy. Randy looks like me. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, I think I think we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come back. You want to stick around with us? And yeah, play, absolutely. Play a game of uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I All love right. that. Cool. All right, we're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey guys, Lane here. Wanted to let you all know about our newest sponsor to the right lane, In Zone Sports. They're a locally owned and operated youth sports organization right here in St. Louis. Sports are a huge part of the show, and that's because sports are a huge part of our lives. Danny and I played all kinds of organized sports growing up, so we know how important it is for kids to get out there and play and learn all those valuable team building skills. But we know how frustrating some sports leagues can be, especially for the parents. They want major time and financial commitments and the next thing you know, you're going door to door selling TJ's pieces just so your kids can play. If you've experienced anything like this, then let me introduce you to End Zone Sports. End Zone focuses on keeping the fun in youth sports and is for all kids regardless of ability. End Zone Sports offers youth soccer, t-ball, flag football, and basketball leagues. All End Zone Sports asks is that the parents come and experience the excitement of the games. They play on the same day every week to keep it convenient for the parents. And right now, they're offering three-on-three basketball leagues, like a hoop it up for the kids, just like we used to play. They're doing it right in South County, right off Telegraph Road. Uh, go to the Facebook page to check it all out. Uh, and one of the philosophies of in-zone sports is that they want all kids to play which is why they partnered with EveryKidSport.org, a nonprofit who offers scholarships to families who qualify to, off, uh, to cover the cost of the league. Uh, check those details out on the Facebook page as well. Uh, End Zone Sports is now registering for three-on-three -three basketball, and that starts in January 2022. Uh, so go to www.inzone.org dot com slash gateway endzonesports.com slash gateway that's in the letter in zone sports.com slash gateway or call or text 314-320-7591 for more information remember that's www.in the letter in zone sports.com slash gateway uh, also use the promo code twl like the right lane to save $15 off your registration fees. Uh, remember to use TWL. Save $15, go sign up, get your kids out there to play. All right, 
Uh, yep. All right. Uh, welcome back. Uh, still have uh, Chad Cross stuck around with us. We're going to play a little bit of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, stand by, Steve. Scuba Hello, Steve. How you doing? Scuba Steve. Hard uh, being silent, Steve, today. Yep. Dave, we miss you. <laughs> what do you have for us today, Steve? Uh, today, since we have this great guest on, I went with the theme of a few military movies and a few police movies. Uh, bear with me. I picked the ones that I remember, and I am 27. <laughs> so none of the good ones that's up to you guys to judge after the game <laughs> I think they're decent movies alright our first one is a 1987 film following the death of his wife the Los Angeles police detective Martin Riggs played by Mel Gibson <laughs> becomes reckless and suicidal this is a good one when he is reassigned and partnered with Roger Mur uh, <clears throat> Murdoch Murdoch Danny Glover Riggs Im immediately flashes <laughs> okay <laughs> I can't read, by Don't the way. Don't make it any He immediately clashes with the order, older officer. They uncover a massive drug trafficking ring. Murtaugh. Murtaugh. This works. And yeah, so they untracked it. I uh, screenshotted it and totally messed it up. So that's the description you get for Lethal Weapon, 1987. 87? I didn't know it was that longer. Directed yeah. by... John Benito. Ooh, the Mel Gibson hair back then. It's like he could have played in the NHL. It's like yeah, right now because they have the same hairstyle that every kid in high school has that same damn hairstyle today. Wasn't that really? Wasn't that lunatic Gary Busey the the bad guy in that one? Oh, Joshua, was it? he had the blonde hair. Man, like that one. He was like a towhead, uh, like bleach blonde hair. Yeah, Is that the first or second one. The the one where uh, where Riggs. the second one was the Russians, right? Part two was the Russians. The. Uh, where he, had to, he, he popped his shoulder off on the yeah, back in yeah. place. They put him in the uh, straightjacket. Was, was so this? So, uh, I, think it, a, I think you are right. It, it, just to explain the game, we're all going to guess our scores, and then I'll say the real score. You know, Dave was really good at it, and not very good at it. Oh, the Rotten Tomatoes score? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to guess the score. That's the point of the game. Oh, yeah. And however, uh, however many points off yeah. of it. it you so know, so we'll it's not up. how high you think it should be rated. It's how high you think the critics rated it, which is harder Obviously, they're wrong most of the time. Yeah, they. I mean, the critics. Here's, you know. here's critics little, are worse now than they were. The little known fact is one of the Gracies. It might have been Hickson. Um, was a technical advisor on that movie when Riggs pulls off a triangle choke on Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, in the front yard when they're duking it out. Yeah, Riggs whips oh, on a. It triangle. was a nice triangle too. Yeah. I'm flashing back to it right now. Was this was uh, Lethal Weapon the the beginning of uh, buddy cop films? Were there, were there, was there no, a comedy, I, I, it is. a cop be. film before that? Beverly Hills Cop was kind of like that, but that no, may it, have been it, after. I think it's after. Okay. Because I think Beverly Hills Cop, is, man, it, they're really close. I don't know if there was one before. I think Beverly Hills Cop predated it so, yeah, they, just a couple of years. Yeah, like 80, I was thinking 84. Um, th I don't think this movie was like, meant to be like that type of humor and stuff. They really? Just, Mel Gibson just worked. They worked really well. Oh, like the, part okay. one's really kind of serious. I, I got to be honest. I, I haven't Beverly Hills seen Cop it since 84. I was a little yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. Look at it. I was right. 84. Hit that on the dot. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, uh, this one was Lane. part one was way more serious. Yeah. Lane, you got a score part two had like a more comedy. Related. Yes. One through yeah. on the scale. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 65. No, hold up, hold up. We're gonna be releasing that. We ain't we ain't put our numbers up. Just pulled it up, bud. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, there's a reason that they made another one. I'm gonna go 80. Yeah, they really milked that franchise. There's like eight of them, so <laughs> probably higher. Pro I'm gonna say 89 percent on Rotten. Wow, okay. ladies and gentlemen, we have a first here. Oh, right somebody lane. hit it on Can the. Can I dot? hit a round of applause, please? It's got to be me, right? 
Lethal Weapon is certified fresh at 80%. Woohoo! <laughs> well, well done. That well is done. a first. All right. So, so me, you're, you're standing at negative five. Let me, let me get up gate. and take a bow real quick. This is the Carpe Diem for the day, ladies and gentlemen. You can be so bad at something all the time, and every once in a while, you will hit it perfectly. I, I want to know hey. what Soy Boy rated it. I gave it a thumbs down and brought it down from 89%. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know how, how, you didn't, how you didn't fuck that up. Like that little speech you just had? I was excited for it, you know? <laughs> That was flawless. Yeah, thank you. I just That's can't read. You know, I went to Soto High School. You shouldn't go there. Don't you? Hold on, there. guys. Hold on. Hold on. Let's take a minute. Let's take a minute and bask in the glory that is my perfection. Congratulations. All right. What's next? The North Pole series? <laughs> All right. The next movie is a 2006 film. Let me pull it up here real quick without you guys seeing it. A discharged soldier, played by John Cena, returns home from an Iraq and finds that his wife, Kelly Carlson, has been kidnapped by the gang of murderous jewel thieves, played by Robert Patrick. Soldier John Triton, Triton must use all of his military skills to rescue his wife from the ruthless captures. The film is directed by John Benito as well, yeah. and it is The Marine. Right, right. This sounds right up your alley, Chad. Um, <laughs> this, this script was... <laughs> It had to have been written by one of his mortal. You did see it. Like the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I I know of it. Uh, you know, Cena is definitely a thespian. I mean, the guy is, you know, a, a hell of an actor. He's like right up there with Clint Howard and the guy that played the toxic fucking Avenger. Um, <laughs> Dave Bautista. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. No, if you're listening, John. Um, uh, I'm going to be generous and give that pile of shit like a fucking 42%. Oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be not as generous. I'm going to give it a 27. Wait, wait. Is there a sequel? <laughs> there are six movies titled The Marine. With okay, all, okay. They're all a different. But yeah, but you didn't all know that. They're all a different so pro wrestler. How, they are a okay. WWE film, and they they're are a different all pro wrestler. A different pro and Jean-Claude Van Damme is in all of them. I'm going to go 34. Ric Flair is The Marine. Uh, Woo! <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> The, the Colonel Rick Flair. Ladies and gentlemen, the Marine is certified rotten at 20%. Ooh. Oh, man. Nice. Made up for made up some points that time, but Danny's uh, still smoking us, I think. I think it's close, guys. Our third film. You guys are getting close, by the way. We're not. The unthinkable happens in this. Holy fucking Christ. Dave. 2013 film. I miss you, Dave. The unthinkable happens when Please a heavily armed Dave. and highly trained terrorist launched a bold daytime attack on the White House. The building is overrun, and President Benjamin Asher, Aaron Eckhart, excuse me, and his staff are taken hostage. Luckily, Asher's former presidential security officer, Mike Banning, played by Gerard Butler, is on the scene. With timing run, running out, and it's up to Banning to locate Asher's son before the extremists do the rescue. Extremists do and re and rescue the president before his captors unleash their ultimate plan. The film is directed by Antoni Fugaga. Can't say that right. It is Olympus has fallen. An Antoine Fuqua. Wait, this is the this Thank is you. not is this the first? This isn't the first one. Olympus has fallen is the first one. It is the first one. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, um, I've seen this, it. It's, the pain these, in your face, Lane, makes this all worth it for me. Man, you I'm just, enjoying you can't even get through the game without you. Look, you haven't won yet. 
No, I'm not. I'm talking about the game. The pain of Stephen. Oh, Stephen is causing the pain. I can see. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. Popping on the side of your head. Each better than Steve. And he, he's yeah. actually not dumb, but he. <laughs> he's uh, he's giving it all Look, he's got over there. I guys. get stage fright knowing that this is going to be. That's what anyway. she said. That's what she said. Anyway, uh, so uh, Mr. Dave. This, these are these are those types of movies that are enjoyable if you know what you're walking into, okay? Um, but it doesn't mean it's good, and it definitely doesn't mean the critics are going to like it. Uh, you know anybody who uh, was an advisor on this movie? No, not this one. Baba Booey. Okay. Um, Baba Booey. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know any of the technical. Of, I, I'm one of those pricks that looks at shit like, who is the oh, technical sure. advisor on this piece of shit? Oh, yeah. Um, Everybody who does flooring walks into a... A house, and they're like, "The fuck? What yeah, were they was, thinking?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I, who else was in this besides Jerry Butler? Was Morgan Freeman in it? Morgan Freeman was the, I believe, in the sequel. The first president was the dude who played uh, Two Face in The Dark Knight. I don't. That was. Oh, uh, uh, that's I, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I butchered his um, name a few times. Yeah. This was. This was. I feel like anybody that liked this movie probably also thinks. Uh, Lint Biscuit or uh, Nickelback or uh, anyway. Lane really enjoyed this movie. Tw- 36 percent. Okay. Uh, I I think that uh, I think that the credits were were a little uh, favorable. Fifty two. Uh, Still rotten. I like Nickelback. I think they're uh, everybody's favorite uh, band to hate to love. Everybody, you're secretly listening to them on your in your car. We know I have it. one. I have one of their songs on a playlist. Windows, windows up though when you get to the stop. <laughs> windows up. I'm gonna go way high. Say 67. Wow, fresh. <laughs> Tell me, Danny nailed it again. Olympus is fallen is rotten at 50 percent. Lane right on the dot. 52. Oh, man. Nice. Lane hit it. No, I mean it's too too away. But it's, it's not close. right on the dot. It's like you're reading. He's okay. Whatever. All right. What's the next? What What do you got? What's the next one? Now? Our fourth film. Is a 95 film, one of my favorite films. So, directed by Michael Bay, Miami Dade Ooh, Detectives. I already know what this Mike is. Mike Lowry, played by Will Smith and Marcus Burnett. Mike Lowry. Martin Lawrence. Mike Lowry. I'll probably oh, read right if you could start talking. Blown a fuse, won $100 million worth of heroin. They recently confiscated his heisted from a station's headquarters. Suspecting it was an inside job, Internal Affairs gives the five days to gives them five days to track down the drugs before they shut down the nar- narcotics division. Action meets farce when Marcus is compelled to masquerade as, as his partner in order to gain the trust of a call girl, a key witness in their investigation. The film is Bad Boys. Two. Mm. No, it's the original. It's, it's the original? It's the original. Got any brown sugar? I, I feel like they really fucked over Gary Coleman, and he should have had Will Smith's part in that movie. <laughs> um, I, I think you can't... Yeah, I think those are kind of like sacred lambs, and you can't give them a shitty review, but uh, not my kind of movie, but uh, I think it went over really well. It's probably like a 80-something percent. Can I do that, or I got to be more? Accurate? No, just uh, <laughs> you got to be just a tad more accurate. Yeah. Pick a number one through nine. Uh, let's do uh, eighty-two. You know what? You're you are so right on track when you're when you're trying to figure out the score. No, because you have to think of it that yeah, way. Yeah, you do, man. It can't right. be what I think it should get. N- nope. 
Nope. And uh, and even now it's harder because there's still all this woke shit factored in. But but back in 95, I don't think that they were back thinking that hard about it. Back in 95, you could it. say, hey, Will Smith fucking blows. Yeah. You know, and uh, Martin has always been a genius. You know, um, Will Smith, I take him or leave him. I, I think he's a super talented guy, but I've never seen him in anything that I liked. And he doesn't cuss in his rap, so fuck that. No, that dude's whack as fuck. He also but, uh, won the first rap right. Grammy. <laughs> I'm, giving him, um, I'm giving him 78. Because he won the first rap Grammy? 83. Oh, man, we're real tight. For what, parents just don't understand? Well, boys, unfortunately, unfortunately this is rotten at 42%. <laughs> what? what? Oh, shit. He oh, was damn. so heavy. Are you on a white supremacist movie rating website? He said, I knew it. I knew it. Well, nowadays, maybe it would yeah. be a different score. I don't know. I do not know. What was it? I can't 40, speak it was for 42? The 42 oh, was God. the total. All right. The fan, though, fan vote, Lane hit dead on at 78. How the hell did it get I a... thought we were doing the fan vote. How the hell did it get a part two? And a three. We, with a 42. Oh, the critics don't get to decide. It probably made a ton of money at the box oh, office. Yeah. Mission That's Impossible what decides. part four was rated oh, at 96%. Oh, okay. uh, my, my wife's cousin probably said made we're a all... Ton of money my wife's cousin office. said we're all stupid. That's a really good movie. We need to get, uh, get on board. That movie's the reason they had to CGI Henry Cable's face for Superman because he had a stupid mustache to play that movie instead. You seem upset by that. Yeah, I really liked Henry Cavill as Superman until they ruined his mustache. All right, All right. Our fifth and final film of the day is from 1998. Captain John Miller, played as Tom Hanks, takes Saving his men behind Private enemy Ryan. lines to find Private James Ryan. Yeah. Those three brothers have been killed in combat, surrounded by the brutal brutalities of war while searching for Ryan. Each man I, embarks upon his personal journey, discovers their own strength to triumph over an uncertain future with honor, I know why Danny's and courage. Dancing. I know why Danny's dancing. And, and Stephen, this, count this as a learning experience for you. Steven Spielberg. Uh, Steve, s- this is, can only be rated between a certain thing. Because I've this never is, even seen This is movie. either 95, 96, 97, 98, or 99, or 100. I've never even seen the movie. Dude, and I the know last it's movie good. can't be that tight. Danny's winning by probably 20. You should have had fucking Bad Boys as the last one I so that I had, had a chance. Whole totality, but it's pretty close since Danny went with 94 or 87 for, for Bad Boys. No, so. I didn't go with 94 or 87. <laughs> Whatever, 83. <laughs> All right, hold on. But maybe the critics didn't like Saving Private Ryan. Do you, hold on. You know, I, I remember the commercials. There were no gay guys. There were no women. Okay. There was, it was all Anglo-Saxon. I rem- no, I rem- this, I remember this woke the commercials. critic uh, world that we live in okay. right now. Keep going. I'm telling you, man, it might be so low. Danny, I'm 95. Thinking. 95 for Dan. All right. What do you think, Chad? Uh, that movie is near and dear to my heart. Um, I had a great uncle that just passed away about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, that was a World War II veteran fought in France. And, uh, you know, just uh, that opening scene where they're, you know, they're they're storming the beach at Normandy. It's just I get a heart on every fucking time I see it. And uh, them Nazis were no joke, man. You know, them them MG machine guns. They had every, you know, their, their engineering is still to this day is still just incredible. You know, and they were I, those guys. I, I seen pictures of these kids, you know, baby faces, you know, knowing I, I forget what the survival rate was. But as soon as those ramps came down, they had the machine guns trained on. You just got, you know, just butchered. And they still went and did it anyway. And they fucking kicked ass. Uh, deserves 100 percent. But I think there's probably some fucking whining 
fucking coward out there that probably, man, I didn't like this or that. You know, they were mean to the Nazis. Ninety, ninety-two percent. Uh, all right. Excellent answer. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I don't know. I, I can't win. I have no wiggle room here. So I'm, I'm gonna. I guess, I guess, just uh, an honest score. I'm gonna try to nail it. I'm gonna say ninety-six. Saving Private, Private Ryan is certified fresh at ninety-three percent. Damn. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I proudly present to you this game's winner. Let me get my addition on. I'm sorry, not he, as fast as Dave. Can't I'm even bad wait till the scores are tallied up for that. All right. Well, uh, no, Saving Private Ryan is amazing. That that movie's absolutely fucking brutal. Incredible. Man. No, another movie I enjoyed oh. was Hacksaw Ridge. That almost made the list. Uh, yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel's first too. movie, I believe. Yeah, he was in that. Saving um, Private Ryan. He had a never watched it. Shut the yeah, fuck his up. His name was. Uh, this You've never was, seen uh, Saving Private Ryan. I know what it's all about. I've seen clips of it and stuff. Adrian Caparzo. You ever watch We Were Soldiers? Yeah, with Mel Gibson. Gibson. That's a great movie. With no, I have not. Uh, so, uh, little fun fact here: there's a scene where actually uh, Diesel's character gets shot by a Nazi sniper, and uh, the American sniper. Uh, it, it was kind of like a sniper counter sniper situation shot the Nazi sniper through the scope now it's directly lifted from a shot that the most badass sniper in history Carlos Hathcock Marine Corps made on a, a NVA counter sniper in a duel you know that's that's a famous story him and his spotter you know it was it was just a they were tracking each other and the NVA sniper saw a glint off of Hathcock's spotter's canteen or something and shot <clears throat> and hit his canteen. He thought he was hit. You know, the water was, was dripping on him. He thought he was hit. Well, Carlos aimed back in where he saw the glint off of that guy's scope and fired at it. And then they laid there for a while. And then when they went to see if they got him, no shit, and it shot right through the scope. That's crazy. Yeah, that's... I, I mean, that's... You know, you thought it's Hollywood bullshit. Uh, that happened. You know, it's substantiated. That rifle, they had, that rifle disappeared. That NBA sniper's rifle is, somebody stole it from the armory. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that shot's been in a couple of movies, but that really happened. Right. Carlos Hathcock pulled it off in Vietnam. Uh, you have our scores tallied up, Stephen? Finishing up a right. You, you know, I get a minus five on my, my score, right? For that bullseye. Oh, uh, well, that bullseye. Was beautiful, Dan. Beautiful. Right before the new year. Good for you. Probably the best thing you did all year. Um, so our final scores. <laughs> Unfortunately, last place we have our guest Chad. It was 108 points. He's on the podium. What a loser. <laughs> what a. Jerk. We give out. Uh, uh, never mind. We don't give it out. Participation trophies. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, hey, let's see if you guys remember this Caddyshack, the Caddy tournament. Anybody remember what the first place trophy was? Is it a caddy? No. It was a trophy about four inches tall, but the second place trophy was a pair of tube socks. Third place was a bag of teas. And, and second place, drum roll please. We got Lane with 94 points. The winner of the tube socks. And oh. possibly the lowest score yet, Danny, does win for the first time ever, I believe. No, no. Fifth first time. time since I've been doing it. 61 points. It's pretty Dead good. On. Yeah. Pretty good. to Danny. I'd like to take this moment to thank to thank uh I'd like to take this moment to say Dave we miss you. Uh all right. Uh Rotten Tomatoes was fun. Hey, uh Chad, we're yeah. going to do a little thing that I call squared up. 
uh, where I'm going to uh, just say like a word or a phrase, and uh, I'll ask between you and Danny. Um, I'll address one of you first, then the other guy, I guess, to tell us what he thinks about it also, and then I'll move on to the next thing. Sound good? Yes, absolutely. All right, I'm going to start off. I'm going to ask you about um, uh, the best donuts in town. Where's the best donuts in town? I... I'm I'm actually partial to the ones I get a I ate I ate a donut maybe once a year as a treat. Uh, I just go to Quick Trip. I haven't been to really any other place. That so. is the least satisfying answer. I could ever uh, yeah, I I want to tell you World's Fair or <laughs> yeah. Eddie's or Dio. <laughs> even I'm making shit up. Strange donuts. No World's Fair. That's a big one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I like um, the Quick Trip. Uh, I think uh, Krispy Kreme brings them in though. Danny, he stole my answer. Shut the. Fuck I promise up. you. Really? <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, actually. Because those are the only donuts I eat. Really? Yeah, because... Is the there brand... even a Dunkin' Donuts anywhere? Oh, there is one. Right I'm before talking. you get on the highway. Yeah, right there. We had a former boss that bring in a dozen every Thursday and have our meetings. And uh, Danny would eat three before the meeting started. Um, Chad, you are a uh, fan of MMA. Yes. Who is the St. Louis MMA GOAT? The greatest of all time guy out of st louis in mixed martial arts besides me yes. uh, after you oh, second best you can name your second second, second best. best oh wow man it's I, I i i i use a really broad spectrum and metric here like you know what weight class what era what was the competition like or, can be argue. I can think of a few guys right off the top of my head. You know, uh, one of my old teammates, you know, made it to the big show, Tyron Woodley, and he had a streak where he was unbeatable. And mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard to to keep that drive, that you know, to maintain your focus and your purpose. You know, especially when you start making big bucks and you become you know very well known and famous and stuff. But Tyron had a had a great run. Um, one of my old buddies that actually I'd like to. Th- think i helped get him into the game uh alp uh, turkish yeah, yeah. alp alp Okilich. he uh, he did really well uh sampo uh lance benoist you know they they all made it to the big show my cousin uh if you had to it, throw it a is. name out there yeah and um if, if i had to pick i i'd probably say tyron had the most success i don't know if that makes him the the greatest though i mean um this this answer is probably gonna be different for a lot of people yeah it's um um, i have the correct answer though danny sean Sean woodson okay already 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 Already, i can see the future okay sean woodson is already well that's the future though right now no in my head right now the greatest of all time right now sean woodson okay his skill set yeah that's called the greatest of the future. No, that's a different acronym. Right now, he's the greatest. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Can I, can I put my two that's cents on No, you can't. Mike Rogers. Yeah. Hey, I think there's an argument for Mike, too. Honestly, man. He, uh, you know, Mike. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let me ask you, uh, Danny. Laclede's Landing. Thoughts? Oh, man. I had a lot of good times down there. Oh. Kennedy's. Mississippi Nights. Yeah. A lot of good times down there. Are you talking about the old heartbreakers? Heartbreakers. That's what I think of. Okay. Uh, All right, Uh, Chad. Laclede's Landing. What does it make you think of? Well, since I got a couple years on Danny, I you know I I remember the days of the old you know Kennedys and everybody played at Mississippi Nights. I mean, yeah. You know who we had in here last week was Steve Ewing. 
Yeah, I saw year. that. Yeah, yeah. it would have been awesome to talk music with them, man. I, I yeah. could talk music probably more than anything. You know, it's one of my passions, too. Um, but, I mean, you go in there. It's like the old Creepy Crawl, you know, on you know um, on Tucker. You go in there, you see old flyers from, like, Faith No More and Slayer, Mr. Bungle. You know, I mean, Melvin's, all these old bands and stuff. Uh, you know, I get nostalgic, you know, with that stuff. But uh, the new, uh, well, the, the newer Laclede's Landing, when I think of it, I think, of, wow, man, you know, caught a lot of car clatters down there. Uh, <laughs> you know, it seems like a lot of, uh, you know, uh, car chases end up down Drunk there and assaults. Yeah, is, there, is there anything even going on down there anymore? There's other like the spaghetti factory? A couple, like Big Daddy's, I think, is still around. Yes, it is. Uh, the- the Seems l- to be floundering, though. Sadly, you know, it's. Uh, I think it's. I, I think it is coming back. They have a development in there yeah. now, um, so it's 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 residentially focused. So they're oh, gonna okay, they're gonna yeah. put a bunch of residential in a lot of that yeah. uh, empty space, and then um, maybe it'll get a little quieter. I don't know, but uh, all right. Um, oh, and I never heard anybody call it the Landing either. It's the landing. Yeah, colloquially sound is just oh, the landing. Okay. The landing. Well, I know what it's really called. It's, it's called well, the we, we know what it's really called, but okay. it's called the landing. Nobody's ever said, let's go to the Cleed's landing. <laughs> Not okay. one time ever. <laughs> um, uh, Danny, Colin Kaepernick. I believe that uh, the first thing that comes to mind is the the ban and everything, but I, I believe the whole thing was misinterpreted. Uh, he was... He asked a military person what he should do, uh, how he should go about this, and this is what the guy offered him. I believe the NFL should be sued and, and, and should have lost more money at a quicker rate for uh, blackballing him from the league for a social justice stance that he took. Uh, I believe that it, more eyes were brought to it because of everybody's conversation and talk about it. Like We're still talking about it today. Uh, than anything, I think it served its purpose. Yeah. I don't know that anything has changed, but the conversation was heightened more. Chad, uh, Colin Kaepernick. I, I think Danny uh, is a really weird way of saying the guy's a cunt. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I actually, I, I respect that outlook. Um, I, I, man, I go back and forth on these things because I believe what he's protesting is not rooted in reality at all. But it comes down to somebody's fucking opinion, you know, and you, it'd be like saying, you know, it, it, you know, you don't put pineapple on pizza. You, you do. You're a cunt. <laughs> but hey, who the fuck am I to tell anybody you don't put pineapple on pizza, you know, and just the the whole oppression. And I just I I feel like he kind of got in with the wrong kinds of people, you know, and I, I don't think does, it is, does it does it does it help you understand it when you figure out that he made way more money with Mikey when he was done? Well, it's. Here's my thing. Does that I, does that help any clear the air a little bit? I, I, I believe in principles, okay, and I'm a principled person. And when I look at this guy, it's like you turn a completely a blind eye to the legit, you know, human atrocities in China while, you know, hey, I, I think here's my thing. I think we can all do better across the board. I think police can do better. I think citizens can do it's a relationship. We gotta meet in the middle. But and, you know, and as a veteran, you know, I believe in, you know, the principles that we fight for, you know, fight for. Um, and one of those is to, you know, be able to protest. He did it peacefully. I, I think he's a douchebag and a clown and, and misguided. But, hey, I have no problem with the way he did it. Right. Um, but I also understand why a lot so, of people felt like it was a slap you, in the face. You took oh, the yeah. words right out of Danny's mouth. No, I, <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I, next. I agree with the slap in the people's next. face. Uh, yeah. It, but, see, that's just. 
some, you know, the vet, he went, I believe the guy might have been a special, he was a high level guy. Right. And he's like, hey, if you want to do it, do it like this. So it, I don't think there's any writer. It's just open to, you know, it's like looking at a piece like, of I, art. I'm never going to kneel. Not no. ever. Uh, no. <laughs> never. But I, 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 that you're right too. Well, I feel like here, if you really want to fix things, do it in a way that's not going to rub people the wrong way. Say, hey, can we just sit down at a table and talk about these things? I'd be the first one there. But everybody just wants to go with the narrative, no matter what it is, and no matter how inaccurate or how, like, it's just not rooted in reality. And I don't understand why people cling to this shit, you know, like, as if their life depended on it. It's like, look, man, I can just, I can prove to you through demonstrable facts and objective things that this just isn't true. Why do you want this to be true so badly? You know, it's, it's a strange thing to me, and I, I hope we can figure out a way to get past all of it sometime. Most definitely. Um, let's see. The Kurt Warner movie, Danny, comes out Christmas Day. Thoughts? I would, I would, American I probably, Underdog. I probably won't watch it. Okay. I mean, if I do, it'll probably be in a couple months. I'll hear all everybody talk about it. I, I, was, I lived it. I, was, I mean, I was okay. there for the... Not a, not, not, no big big time uh, thoughts about that. You should have uh, grocery fo- store, huh? Follow up, second part, Stan Kroenke. Fuck Stan Kroenke. Okay. Fuck Stan Kroenke. Right. Chad, uh, Kurt Warner movie. What, Rudy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rudy's a good movie. Uh, did you know they had a movie coming yeah, out about that? Um, yeah, I, I, I saw the previous one. I'm not a sports guy, man. I, I really, I might be the only guy in this town that doesn't know and doesn't give a fuck. Uh, so thoughts on Stan Kroenke? Uh, was he in Rudy? <laughs> uh, did he direct Rudy? He on uh, the Rams. I, I, apparently, he's just a, he's a real prick with money. I want to elaborate a little more on the Kurt Warner yeah. thing. My son and I were talking about it the other day. Think about how small the chances of Trent Green getting him going from the bagging groceries in Iowa to making an NFL team. And then Trent Green had to get hurt, too. Remember Dick Vermeil up there crying and stuff? Our season's over, our season's over. And then here comes Captain America. And, and this yeah. wasn't a team that was good at all before that. They were no. bad. Yes, but they, all the pieces had finally been put in place, yep. and, and we had the gunslinger. To do it, um, I, I think we all have eight Hall of Famers, like a feel-good story yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it appeals to me in a, in a in a certain way, but I'm I'm just not really a sports guy. Uh, Danny, world star, thoughts? <laughs> uh, I'm not a big person for recording shit. As Stephen, who's gone out of town with me and stuff, uh, I don't bring some people because everything they want to do is they record shit. I, yeah. yeah, you you're on a show where all we do is record what we're saying. Yeah, but you're not recording other. You're not recording somebody fucking you up. Not recording dumb shit. Yeah, I'm not recording somebody. This is dumb shit. Somebody, <laughs> but what, nobody's rolling by and punching you in the this? mouth, and then I'm going and telling everybody about it instead of doing something. Like if any time, if there was some shit that happened in front of me, I'm going to do something about it. Okay, I'm not going to. Like, I don't fuck with. But I watch it though. Chad, <laughs> thoughts on World Star? I'm going to be a hypocrite here. I think most people that are into the World Star shit are complete fucking cretins. But I also love the Ghetto Boys. I don't. <laughs> I can't square the two. You know, I, I listen to the most misogynistic violent you know fucking kind of music uh it's to me it's a sad stain on humanity that people would rather film other people being hurt or harmed or mocked or degraded than to step the fuck in and be like at not negative this ain't gonna happen while i'm here uh danny uh jesse smollier 
Smollett or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I think <laughs> Juicy Smollett. I think of the Mighty, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I, I, like, I, every time he gets mentioned, I always think of the Mighty Ducks because he was in the original Mighty Ducks and he's a dumbass. Jesse Smollett. And then I always think of, uh, you know why black people wasn't defending him? Because we knew. <laughs> Ain't no brother in Chicago with 13 degrees out running around looking for Subway at 2 o'clock in the morning. I, fuck, it, it, he's a clown. Right. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Chad, thoughts? Um, I, I'm less concerned with, you know, uh, Smollett, who I, I believe probably has some kind of undiagnosed mental illness. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm more concerned probably. with people still believing the fucking story that there were two fucking white dudes. And, you know, in that part of Chicago it, to, and like to know who he was, it, none of it, none of it added up. And pe- before and I've been in the middle of this shit myself. You know, and police involve stuff where it's just like, what the fuck are you? No, this is not what's going on at all. And you still got people, a a jury of his peers heard all the, you know, 3,000 hours they spent pouring over that thing, looking at all this stuff. It's a load of horse shit and people are still, still running with, you know, that he was a victim of this and that. And it's just like, hey, the the American people are very forgiving. And if this cocksucker would have just said, hey. You know what, man? I, I should. I, I'm sorry. I did this, and you know, and I hope this doesn't set anything back between people. To be like, hey, don't be an asshole, man. We know we liked you on this show, and this. Uh, the American people are very forgiving. He can't do it. No, he's a fucking punk, and I hate that. You know that. You know he's. he's you might have. You might have sent two people to jail. You know the two right. people that had not. You know two fucking white hobos are just. You know, might have been in the area at the time, and it's yeah, it's just um. Um. All right. Uh. Uh. This this one's more for you, Chad. Uh. Stephanina's versus emos. Um. You're from St. Charles. Yeah. So I yeah. This Stephanina's is, okay. is legit. <laughs> emos is a is a travesty. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, That's all oh, for today, folks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> cut! Cut the mic! Cut he the didn't mic. say that, did he? Uh I man, I can't, uh, I can't stomach emos. Um, I remember years ago though, before they started putting through that, before they got lazy and started putting it through that. Stephanina's. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's Stephanina. That's Stephanina's. Oh yeah, that, that, got it right. That looks right. fire. <laughs> that looks fire though. Uh, it's good. No, it looks fire. I'm gonna go try that. You like Jack's frozen pizza. I, I'm pretty sure. When it comes to local it. stuff, I I'm a big Cecil Whitaker fan. Honestly, man. Really? Yeah. I, I, I like never Cecil. get that one thrown at me yeah. when you're talking favorites. I like yeah. Cecil's. People buy that because it's cheap. I thought. Yeah. But I but I also <laughs> think Tombstone is world class pizza. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a, a world class pie guy. I've been to Italy and. Danny, you don't know Stephanina's, or do no, you? But I know Emos is the greatest pizza that man has ever made, ever. Uh, Chad, uh, let's see. Uh, Wesley Bell. I I don't give my opinion unless I have enough information to go on. And okay. I don't want to throw out an opinion on the guy. I uh, the the St. Louis County yeah PA. Ca- the the county prosecutor yeah, um, yeah. I I've, I I follow the news here and there and I've seen him do a couple things. I'm like okay good man the guy's really looking you know, to put violent criminals in jail than some, you know, they, they try to reopen the Mike Brown thing. And he's like, look, look, we don't have anything to open it on. And I'm glad that he didn't fold under the pressure, you know? So I, I think that's a, I think that says a lot about him, but um, I don't know enough about him to give you like an informed. Opinion. Okay. Uh, Danny thoughts, anything, nothing. All right. Huh? All right. Uh, let's see. 
<laughs> hey, uh, hey, Chad. Yes. Cybergs. Thoughts? <laughs> I, I, I think I feel like Andy told me that you guys go there on occasion. Um, I, I've, you know, they're famous for their shark bites and this and that. But I, I think the who's the the Gorton, the Morton's fisherman guy. I think those fish sticks are better. Um, <laughs> this is, I this think guy's low maintenance, man. He's like, what are you wasting your money brutal. on? Brutal. You just like it when some friendly server's bringing it to you. I think that's my problem. I think that's why I like well, it. So I, their pizza's good. Their wings are fire. Yeah. Uh, I, the last, I used to really enjoy their wings, and the last time I had them, I, I gave them, I seriously, I ate like two of them, and I went and gave them to a bum. The rest to a bum. And, right. um, Man, and I think he was... Steven, how did you like them? I think he was mad at me, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I haven't been to Cybergs in a long, long time. Uh, Danny? Uh, okay, we already had your thoughts. Hey, uh, Danny, your thoughts on body cams. I'm not, not webcams. This isn't uh, OnlyFans. Body cams. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. My, my, my expertise on this is very limited, so... I would say yes, and I don't know why there shouldn't be ever, but I don't have a lot of information. I don't know why there, why you wouldn't or what your argument against it could be. Uh, so with the limited information I have, I, I, I think people from both sides want it, right? I mean, police police aren't hurting from this stuff. The, I mean, they're the actually issue, well, no, benefiting they, from they, it. The issue is I, turning I it I'm off. I'm not going to speak for a police right, officers. I, I believe that it, everybody should be policed. Okay. Uh, Pun Chad, intended. Chad, yeah. your thoughts? Body cams? No, I uh, I'm okay with them. Um, my my the issue that a lot of us have with them is a lot of the equipment we would get is just junk, breaks down at the worst time, uh, this or that, and we've seen on numerous occasions now that when the body cam exonerates an officer of wrongdoing, they get mad at that. It's like this is what you asked for, and so a lot of these same people that were clamoring for them when they saw that hey. A lot of these people are just, and it's like it's a it's a strange phenomenon that if again if we if somebody came two guys came in here right now, and and robbed the four of us held us up, if you separated the four of us and we were interviewed by detectives they get four different accounts of what happened and it's not because anybody's lying it's because that's how the human brain works you're trying to process a lot of the stuff and uh, you know this is you know I've I've been in so many situations now over the years where. Quite a few of them I could have used deadly force, justifiably so. I'm glad I didn't. Um, these things are they're still not even cut and dry. You know, I like we we wear them at work, and uh, I've never tried to skirt the issue or get around there. Hey, just do it by the book, man. You know, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm for them uh, because I think that you know, I think he's right, man. We all you know when they, when pe- people say police accountability, I'm like I agree 100. percent but don't expect unreasonable results from a, a human being, especially in a, in a situation like you've never been in a slap fight in your fucking life. You're telling me what I got to do in a gunfight? I don't think so. Your opinion doesn't matter to me. So, uh, good, very, very good and thoughtful answer. Uh, so, so you're you're a, a SWAT team member. Does this mean you're not in uniform? You're a jeans jeans police? No, because those are the scary ones to me. No, we wear we wear tack uniforms kind of. We wear like cargo pants. Um, we typically have like a different style of, of boots okay. that we wear. Um, um, so so it's it's a uniform. Yes. But uh, so can you still go get fast food in it? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you, do I, you? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> eat fast food. Um, no. So our ours are are 
dark, like a navy, like a dark, dark blue. Uh, we wear typically like a, it's called a combat shirt. It's it's like what you see uh, like SF units wear. You know, it's yeah. like a, a material. Excuse me, the sleeves are a little bit. We have pockets. We have our identifying patches on them. Uh, when we ride the streets, we have. I wear a drop holster, so it's a little bit different to accommodate okay. the kind of stuff you're wearing. When we do search warrants, you know, we have you know our plate carriers. You know, rifles, helmets, comms, and everything else. So, depending on what we're doing, we have. You look scary, Danny. Danny, when you're in your work uniform, do you still go get fast food? All the time. Okay, all right, just checking because I have that's how the game's played. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of food, Gus's pretzels. Thoughts, Chad? <clears throat> I'm a I'm a low carb, no carb guy. Okay, uh, it, I, they they smell good as hell, and I'd like okay. to try one someday. I, I try to I try to cover all the St. Louis favorites, and I don't know if I've mentioned that, Danny. Oh, Gus's pretzels. I'm a low carb guy, so I try to <laughs> stay off of them. All right, good answer. Um, all right, uh, Chad, Kim Gardner. Ah oh, man, uh, we only have a couple minutes for each one of these. By the way, okay. I, she has done way more harm than good, and it. It, it it hurts me to see the community suffer because of her decisions. Um, I mean, we have repeat, repeat violent offenders out there because they refuse to prosecute these guys. And, uh, you know, nobody's being harmed more than the community that needs us the most. And, all, again, you know, this it's just, yeah, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I have some very colorful opinions on it, and it has absolutely fuck all to do with her being a woman or her being a minority or anything. It's... No, All right, no, no, no. I thought we were asking about that Kim Gardner, <laughs> the one that he pu- one Stephen pulled up. Stephen, on, Stephen yeah. pulled up this supermodel. Um, so sure. I don't know why you have bad thoughts. About I'm pretty her, sure that's Chad, not her, but yeah, Kimberly Gardner. She's the, she's the, the St. Louis City prosecutor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny, thoughts on Kim Gardner, St. Louis City? Prosecutor. I live in the county. All right, cool. Um, There's a difference if you guys want to see that. I ran to the county. I have I have just a few more. Uh, you, don't, you don't need a crazy answer for some of them are just silly. Uh, loop tr- the loop trolley, Chad. You have thoughts about the the loop trolley? What do they call it? A boondoggle? Uh, I've met Joe Edwards a number of times over the years, and uh, is he as weird as I thought? He's he's eccentric. Does he wear gloves? Does he put on gloves before he shakes hands? I no, feel like he's one of those guys. No, he's not one of those guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've I, I run into him at Blueberry Hill. I've seen him in numerous places. I've been going to the loop for. 30 years you know and i remember when it was kind of run down and not much going on and it wouldn't be the way it is oh it's all him yeah i mean i i think he's cool as hell man you know i think he's a really neat guy and uh for the life of me i just don't know why they thought that'd be you know st louis is still kind of a cow town man and public transportation i feel like is just for people that kind of have no other option at the time nobody wants to be on public transportation you know um it it makes sense in other in in places, but I, hey, from listen. one end of the loop to Forest Park is not. Hey, a if I'm in New York, yeah, New York City, it. I'm riding the tube. You know, I'm gonna get on the on the L train or the you know the whatever. But uh, here, I I just I, you know tens of millions of dollars later, and it oh, yeah. it's it was. Over a hundred. I mean, how much was it? Was it was like one hundred fifty. Maybe, uh, maybe way more. Uh, Danny, thoughts on the loop trolley? He, uh, I, I'm not on the loop trolley. I have something on public transportation, though. We send our high school kids on public transportation. We give them bus passes in the city because that's what I took. They give you a bus pass and you take the bi-state bus to school. 
That, that that's crazy to me. Still, still blows my mind. Uh, speaking speaking of uh, public transportation, uh, MetroLink security. Danny, thoughts? Oh, I've never been taking a MetroLink. Not never? one time ever. My God, because I don't take public how transportation. You, how, how did you get here? Uh, I drove. I'm no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm a bicycle. <laughs> uh, Chad, thoughts? MetroLink security? Rickshaw. Um, <laughs> uh, I it's. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they have going on there. I remember quite a few. It might have been close to last winter when that young guy was doing Metrolink security at the Del Mar station and the guy shot him and killed him. You know, he was a former Marine and uh, was a, a, a husband and had like two kids or something. So what do these reactionary fucking, you know, halfwits do? Then they flood us. Hey, put SWAT down on the on the platforms and stuff. So of course we go, you know, to the platforms for a couple of weeks. And we go right back to doing what we're doing. You know, it's always a, a reactionary instead of like, hey, let's let's try to you know they, foreshadow. What they just happen. passed something not long ago to uh, to install uh, actual turnstiles now, yeah. uh, and at every one of them. So that's it's like their first step. You know, they tried to make it as. Uh, um, you know, easy and free as possible. This for is St. Louis. And this is St. Louis. They well, tried with with freedom comes responsibility, man. You know, you can't have you know a hundred. It's essentially anarchy. You know, you let people left to their own devices are going to do what the hell they want. And, um, uh, Chad, uh, Hodax Chicken. Uh, they got good frog legs. <laughs> This is my dog. <laughs> I like the frog legs. <laughs> All right, uh, Danny. Uh, I think we know what you think about. Hodex. I refuse to answer the question. All right. I grew we, up on King Edwards out in St. Charles. See. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? Is there King Edwards over on Manchester somewhere? Yeah. I drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it? Or is it Watson? I think, I, I think there's it's, one on Watson too. It, it's either Manchester. I, I drove past it. Yeah, I didn't know it was there. Yeah. I'd never know, but it's I, pretty it's, good. I might have to try it. It's a different style of uh, fried chicken, but yeah. Uh. Chad, you, uh, the NWA. The group? Yeah. Love them. Grew up on them, still near and dear to my heart. Do you play, like, fuck the police, like, uh, in the cop car? We, like, that'd be somebody, awesome, dude. Somebody dude, played you will, it. You will, uh, you will, you will uh, man, break all those barriers down when you drive through the hood and they hear you playing that hey, song. Hey, everybody, look at me. I'm <laughs> hip. I'm the white fucking nerd cop listening to NWA. Look at me. Uh, do other cops do that? I <laughs> do. Uh, do other I cops? I mean, I it's, like it's a, it's use a those funny, tactics. It's tactical. Funny, like when I write, around, I used to listen to DJ Quick. You know, the Ghetto Boys, Scarface, Spice One, Old Tupac from a different era of of rap. But uh, funny thing about NWA is, you know, a couple of those guys are phony as fuck. But uh, you yeah. know, yeah, I, I love it, man. I grew up on NWA Danny? and uh, uh, yeah, I fucks with them. They're f- fantastic yeah and they that they laid the foundation for what a lot of music has done today uh the music aspect of it ice cube is the most underrated person in all of music no vaseline um what is uh chad what is the most real cop movie most realistic probably the naked gun uh <laughs> this is my dog <laughs> this is, this is uh, 33 and a half Man, shit. Um, I love Leslie Nielsen, man. Yeah. Airplane was classic. He, he was a genius, man. I, uh, I quoted it earlier. You didn't hear me say it. He what? said Shirley, and I said, yeah. don't oh, call me yeah. Shirley. Yeah. yeah. It's the um, other guys for man, me. I, yeah, I got to think about that one for a minute. Um, I, I don't watch a lot of them because you tend to pick them apart, and I don't want to be that asshole going. <laughs> <laughs> not not you know, one just comes to mind real really, quick. You know, really not bad for, boys one or two? No. Um, <laughs> and, end of Watch had some 
some stuff that I've experienced. You know, um, I got a knife stuck in my eye up to the hilt and survived. Uh, that, <laughs> that's not true. And uh, end, end of watch was kind of cool, but um, yeah, mm. I, I don't really watch a lot of them, man, because I'm I'm that analytical prick that nobody wants to sit around listening to pick a movie apart. You know, um, RoboCop, <laughs> uh, the original. So uh, we had uh, Steve Holly in here. Yeah, I know Steve. Uh, had had a great interview with him. It was right. Uh, it was the same week as uh, Guns and Hoses, an event that I've been going to since I was a kid. Yeah, uh, I love it. And uh, your thoughts on Guns and Hoses? Um, it's great, man. You know, it it's so it always does my heart some good to see how many people turn out to see it. You know. Uh, I, it's, you know, I always also want to get, <clears throat> I always want to slap a firefighter when I'm out walking around on the, you know, uh, what the thing. Like, what but, are you doing uh, with that mustache? Uh, yeah. Hey, come here, geek. Um, yeah, it's a great thing, man. It's really neat. And uh, it, it's good for us to see that, you know. I'm going to start a, uh, a rap group where we have a song called Fuck the Firefighters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the world needs right now. Then they're going to burn your house down. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great event, man, and it's always like it. This this last year, uh, this last one, we didn't seem to have the turnout that we did pre-COVID, and I, I'm imagining that had a lot to do with it. But uh, still, always a good time, man. You know, I'm I'm trying to look up how much they raised this year. Uh, yeah, I was trying to look that up too. No, the numbers aren't out yet. I've looked it up a few times. Um, all right, so uh, that's pretty much that. Uh, uh, squared up. That's uh, that's squared up. Uh, thank you for doing that. Um. Uh. I. Uh. Before we close out, I wanted to do uh, some shout outs and uh, call outs. Okay. So uh, I've got uh, shout outs to the mail guy. Mail guy. My mail guy is super nice. He's cool to my dog. And you're out there in the cold. Thank you for being there. Uh, shout out to the truck drivers putting in all that work on the holidays. Um. Uh. You guys are the real Santa. Uh. Shout out to Cybergs. Uh. Cause uh. Super. Super uh, fun place to be loud where I'm the uh, riffraff. They always seem to have a really good crowd there. And uh, the bartenders and servers are super cool. Um, also, Wool Socks, shout out. And uh, Stand By Steve for running our Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> Steve's Thank you. done a good job with the Instagram. Uh, I got uh, some call outs. Uh, the jerk who served us lunch at the Thai place the other day, your jerk. Uh, you need to be nicer. Like, it's not my fault that you don't you don't uh, know how much it is for to to make to turn uh white rice into fried rice okay i was nice he was a jerk uh tom brady haters uh you guys all suck uh quit hating now that guy's amazing uh mike zuckerberg for kicking off only in lime from facebook it's mark zuckerberg yeah not mike yeah did i say mike tom brady got shut out the other day i told you guys he would happen uh and uh, and the cold. I'm going to call out the cold. Fuck for, you. Fuck you, cold. Danny, do you have any shout-outs or call-outs? I got a couple of shout-outs. Uh, shout-out to T. Wood. Uh, it's difficult to go through what he's gone through and to react the way that he's reacted. He gave $5,000 to a person who gave the best meme with his knockout. Uh, there's only one of two ways to go with that. You either run and hide or you lean into it. You you go ahead and get the I love Jake Paul tattoo on you, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, lean DC, real hard. Yeah, Cormier called him out on that. He said he didn't like the way he handled it. But, hey, man, it's – I, I, I give I, I, Hey, T-Wood all props. I give him a shout-out for that. Uh, 
Shout out to your hairstylists. Be nice to them. They're working 12, 14-hour days now at this time of year, trying to make all y'all look pretty for the holidays. Uh, shout out to the Amazon drivers who I see in my subdivision all the time. Uh, at any time of the day, they're, they're, they're there. So they're working hard. Uh, the people at the shopping centers, Deerberg, Schnucks, be nice to those people. They're, there's so many of you that they have to deal with all day long. Um, be nice to them. Shout out to my boy Lane. Two days, is it? Is it two days? Two days oh, quit smoking? Yeah, yeah. Two days quit smoking. Look yeah, at Lane. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. He, he, I promise you, he uh, still had him a couple of beverages, adult beverages. Everybody is not smoking. It's hard, it's hard when you when you have a couple beers. Uh, that's when it really gets done. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, I don't really have any call outs. Oh, shout out to the uh, cold weather, too. I love it. I'm glad it's here. It pisses people off for no reason other than they're fucking soft and they're weak. Shout out to the cold weather. Holla. Uh, Chad, uh, any, uh, any shout outs? No, I, I didn't have time to prepare for that. Uh, but he brought up the Amazon guys and yeah, Hey, thanks for, you know, I appreciate their hard work and I'm not gonna, you know, put on front street, the Amazon guy that shit in the side of my yard the one time. <laughs> um, I, I didn't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened to other people. <laughs> first, like, the first like, ever shout out and call out at the at same, same time. time. Hey man, I just wanted some <laughs> amino acids. I didn't need you to fertilize my fucking side lawn. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they just saw my coworkers and stuff and everybody that still supports us. Um, you know, especially veterans. Uh, there are a lot of people struggling and uh, we're here to help. And uh, thank you, Lane and Danny. Steve right. is a blast being on. I hope Steve's we can do it right. again. Yeah, it'd be great if you could get David Lee Roth here. That would be the <laughs> fucking ultimate. Uh, we'll work we'll, on. We'll, it. We'll I'll, work re on. I'll reach out to Dave. I have a friend who has a roommate who's friends with Ray Luzier, who used to drum for David Lee Roth in a solo band. So there's a chance that we can get Dave. On so the you're show. saying there's a chance? There's a chance we can get Dave on the show. Well. Uh, there's there's so much we could have talked to you about, man. I mean, so so much, man. man uh, I'm an uh, open book, man. Yeah. So uh, so hopefully we get you on sometime sometime back in the studio again. Yeah. There's there's a still a lot to unpack. So whenever whenever that might be, man, I'll I'll be here. I have one shout out for myself. Shout out that fourth grade uh, reading teacher who told me I should pay attention. <laughs> I also want to apologize that I did not pay attention. A lot of people fuck up Antoine Fuqua's name. Calling out Dave, get your ass back here because I cannot do this game anymore. It will be retired. Hey, uh, I just want to say thanks for coming out, thanks, uh, sharing, yeah, sharing your experiences with us a little bit and talking and you had a great foundation. Uh, and hopefully people can help donate some food to that and uh, it gets it up and running and we get yeah. that. Uh, man, we're not going to stop until it's it's fucking huge, man. You know, there's, just, there's a lot of people that need help and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna get it done. So, hey, th thank you. Very blessed and honored, man. Thanks, man. Hey, man. I had a great time. Thank you for being here. And uh, best of luck to your foundation. Merry Christmas. We get to still say that, right? Merry Christmas, people. One love. Merry Happy Christmas. Holidays. Thank you, guys. See you next time. What did I What did I butcher there at the beginning? I, I, nothing. It what? weren't. It weren't. Besides Iraqi vet, I'm an American vet of the Iraq War. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry, hey, I just uh, I just read what's on the pet telepath. Say goodbye to the old guy, back cause I'm too fly to ever fall off. King of my city, still running with the gritty. Looking for the crown, tell them bitches come get it. R.I.P. Birds, still repping to the finish. Slick, nigga, gifted.